Hey everybody, before we get into this commentary on uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace, I just want to let you know about our sponsor. It's a film called Sir John A. and the Curse of the Antiquenched. It's about two brothers that save the town of Kingston from demons by staying drunk. You can check it out on iTunes, Amazon, or wherever you get your movies. Check out curseoftheantiquenched.com. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? Welcome to the Raiders of the Lost Commentary Podcast. Welcome to Jurassic Park. The unofficial commentary for your favorite Get to the chopper! and not so favorite films. The famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. Starring your hosts, Adam and Matt. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Start your movie in three, two, one. All right, 20th Century Fox, which I guess. I mean, Disney owns yeah, that now. Yeah, now Disney owns it, so maybe they'll have that back think, for... Uh, uh, the, yeah, the, you, th- you think they're ever going to release the uh, the originals on Blu-ray? Like, uh, what do you mean the originals? Like, the original original, like the original cut, without any unedited... Oh. Uh, without any CG, new CG. And well, they they released that on DVD They did, uh, and it was so back. shitty. <laughs> but, like, uh, the quality was not great. It was different, eh? Uh, so I remember hearing like Ben Burt talk about how when they were mixing this one that they the notes they kept getting back was that it wasn't like the Star Wars like wasn't hitting hard enough. Really? And uh, but like apparently they did it frame for frame, like note for note, exactly this the exact same as all the original three. Yeah. And but people still thought like oh it's not working it's not working and then i guess what they realized was missing was watching it with a real audience where people would be like right so the people were really like so there's obviously a lot of controversy around these movies the the new ones yeah yeah and uh i i watched this as a kid 1999 i would have been like 12 or 13 years old and I was nine. Yeah. But like <laughs> I watched this in a theater and I loved it. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I don't uh, remember if I had seen this in the movie theater. Really? Yeah. Um, I will say out of all the prequels, this is my favorite. Yeah, I, 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 I would tend to agree. Yeah. The second one is complete garbage. And the third one, I feel, felt so much like they missed out on all the opportunities that they had to connect everything like last minute. So it felt very rushed. To yeah, me, this one just felt like a fun adventure. Minus An episode like, in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, there's a lot of I like about this. Like, it was the perfect bridge at the time of, of CGI and, and practical effects and, mm-hmm. and all that. There's a surprising amount of CGI in here that sort of looks good still today. It still kind of hold. It depends on what, right? Some of it holds up, and other stuff does not. Right, like this uh, is models, but then those guys are CG, and it really, it really stands out, you know. But like the idea of the battle droids, it's such a good idea, right? Because Roger. you want to see the Jedi's Roger. in action, you want to see them like slicing, dicing, doing all this crazy stuff, but you can't have them killing humans, right? I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like, they did right at the end of uh, Rogue One. But like, so it just like makes it so you can just easily kill all these robots and yeah. nobody cares about the robots, right? No, I get it. I get it. And they're like, they're, they're fun. 
Ah, yes, the the line right at the beginning. I got a bad, a bad feel- feeling I, like, about this. I think it's said in every single Star Wars. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, yeah, like casting wise, Ewan McGregor amazing for Obi Wan. Oh, absolutely. Qui Gon Jinn, right? Especially when you get funny enough, like in the first one, he's okay. It's when you get to the second one and the third one, which of course are like I hate the second one, but. But I will say, you and McGregor's Obi Wan yeah. is always a shining moment in any of the prequel trilogies, right? Like I think that's that's the one thing I think any fan will you like unanimously decide or, or like have all unanimously, yeah. you know, made aware that everyone likes you yeah. and McGregor's Obi Wan. Yeah, like, he's a very likable character. He's a he's a good thing in this. Yeah. Garbage of prequels, I guess you could say. I will okay, I, I know two and three aren't the best, but I do like how they made this one the same universe, but it's just a little bit different. And it still feels like Star Wars, but it's almost a hundred percent different. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, I think I think it feels it's still more different. imaginative than the, what they've done with the new ones. It feels different in in the context that it is very different. Um, it feels similar in the context that uh, the only thing that's really like similar is like little little hints that we realize that are actually from the previous universe. Right. Like we just saw uh, like a I forget what it called, but like those like androids, like three C three PO type C two four whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I know. And then like remnants of of what that that is, and it's also the polished version. Of the galaxy because it's yeah everything you know, is all before nice before the rebellion and everything happened. Um, so I, I guess feel like I'm gonna bring up a point here because we just saw Lord Sidious and he's played by the brilliant Ian McDermott. Um, which of course, actually, I'll take oh, it this back. This is like a good practical explosion. That is pretty good. A uh, Ian McDermott, of course. It's funny how oh, this is the only shot that's not a VFX shot. That one where they show the grate where the the smoke comes out. That's the only shot in the entire film that's not a VFX shot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Destroy what's left of them. Sorry, you're saying. But yeah, so I was, what I was saying is, uh, of course, Ian McDermott, Lord Sidious, is of course Palpatine. And yes. most people would already know that, but it's it's so it's so weird that like he's pretending to be who it is, right? Like it's just like, oh, that that. It's like the the Batman situation of just like you know chins may not be totally recognizable, but like you know who it is. Like you yeah. can't na- tell me like you can barely you can pretty much see all the way up to like only up to like you're blocked at his eyes and but you can tell him like speak. I don't. It just it looks exactly. It's like well, doesn't that look like the Chancellor? Like you know what's I funny know. too? Like what do you think is his real voice? The deep like. Sinister voice or the mm, the kind of whiny voice, too. you know. I always thought this part was cool that he's just yeah. like going in there and like it's like melting. Yeah, because it's a lightsaber, like it would do. And then he and then he sticks it in like just the, the one time. I, I don't know. I just always thought that was cool. I did too. That's the thing about this. I do love seeing the Jedi just like doing doing some, their stuff. We doing, haven't had Jedi's like doing some cool shit. Yeah, I know. And it's the first time you actually get to see them and they fuck shit up. And that's like, you know, like what they be should be able to do, you know? Qui-Gon. Yeah. So I guess they uh, there's strange like uh, there's shots where they they film just uh, burning whatever for like a 
to have that as a plate, you know, to put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just because it was 1999, they filmed a lot of plates on high, like high eight. Can you imagine? It, I, I will say it's, like, it, 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 it's a little racist, those guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, people, they got know. like Chinese accents. Yeah. It's, ki- it's kind of racist. I guess they wanted to like have it in an alien language, but they thought it'd be just too complicated mm. to have people read um, like subtitles the well, whole time. this is a children's movie. Yeah. That's let, 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 let's, let's all be... It, it's for the children. I mean, Star Wars has always been a kid's movie. Yeah, he made for it for sure. kids back in the day, and like, of course, but like this one's made a lot more evident. So, so uh, obviously, people there's like a lot of videos online. People are, are like, "Is well, we get to the Jar Jar thing, but like, who is the main character of this film? Nobody. There's no actual real main character of this film. And uh, George Lucas has always said that Queen Amidala is... The protagonist? Yeah, she's the main character. She's the one with the problem. People are invading her planet. She's trying to help. And everybody else is just got their their own schemes and plans going on. Like the Fe- right. Trade Federation has their thing going on. The Emperor... Ha- well, not he's not the Emperor yet, but Darth Sidious has his scheme he's got going on. The Jedi are just there helping, you know? That's uh, that's kind of been George's kind of thing, like stand on the protagonist is actually Amidala. Well, the but like all like the movie like uh, A New Hope starts with R two and C three PO, right? And we follow them, yeah, as they stumble into this this yeah. sort of like universe, and that's sort of like what the Jedi do in this, right? We meet them first, and they stumble into this problem. Like, look at that chin. You can't tell me. It's funny how now he's, like, the right age to play Palpatine, even though he, in the past, he played a, an older Palpatine. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's weird that way, that he's, yeah. like, the perfect... So I guess when he was cast, that George Lucas told him and during, like, Jedi, like, oh, like, yeah, I got plans to maybe make, like, nine total. yeah. And whatever. Imagine if uh, if Palpatine was always played that that with that cat cat eyes lady. The what? You don't know about the cat eyes lady? No. In the uh, original Empire Strikes Back, the first time you meet the Emperor. Oh or, right, like, like or, it's a different person, right? Yeah, it's like some lady with like cat eye. It looks really bad. Like I would like if you could Google that. Because they replaced it for like they replaced it. That that, that 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 is one replacement I will absolutely go for because it was stupid. Yeah, eh? I do like the design of all these ships. Like this shot looks a little like fake and plasticky, but I will say like the design of all the ships in in this and the like uh, the planet like being this different thing we've never seen before. Like I do quite like it, you know. Like say what you will about George Lucas and everything, but like he he gave us all these cool things. I think like like the problem with the new ones is it feels like seven people are trying to make seven different movies, mm. and they're all not like one cohesive storyline. At least it's a bad storyline, like Episode One, Two, and Three, but it's a cohesive storyline. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. It, at least the tone and everything feels exactly the same the whole way through yeah. because it's a story. Whereas and the last three, there just seems to be like things are just happening and just like that. That's 
Yeah, because you got J.J. Abrams, and then it was uh, Ryan Johnson. Johnson, and then it's is it going back to to Abrams? Abrams, yeah, right. Which like, it, it's fine. It's for a new generation and everything. It just it feels like they're playing with the Star Wars toys, but not in the Star Wars universe. You know, I don't. There's something about the dialogue and the way people talk in it that it's it seems too much like like a it's from Earth in a way. Whereas, like, the old ones felt, like, otherworldly. Right, 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 right. I love seeing that, like, deflecting the, the laser beam. And, and like, like, it's nothing. Because, again, we've never really seen, like, all we had seen so far was Luke pretty much be a Jedi. Luke be a Jedi tonight. But you know what I mean? Like, that's all yeah. we saw was just him being a Jedi. That I will say the prequels, the pre, the, the things I like about the prequels... You and McGregor as yeah, uh, Jar Jar Binks, obviously your favorite. <laughs> I feel bad for Ahmed. I Best. do, right? Like that guy's been like death threats and stuff. Like I, I believe he also contemplated like suicide on that. Like that's that is not something you think an when actor you get, when you should get. be getting. But you know, like like I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm currently right now wearing a Star Wars Can shirt. Confirm he is wearing it. <laughs> Uh, was it planned a little bit, but at the same time, I just got the shirt and I'm like, I want to wear it. You know, it feels fair, nice. Fair. But like, I am a Star Wars fan, but like how crazy of a fan do you have to be to like threaten someone? The actor, the person that did not write the, 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 the script that did not, that did not, uh, Probably come up with the character himself. Like he uh, was directed uh, to do uh, it in that regard. Apparently, it was like a bit him coming up with the character. Because if you actually hear his voice, it's not too much of a put on. You know what I mean? He sounds like Jar Jar, which is also the unfortunate thing. Like if he goes to Starbucks and he's like, Misa Wantas, Venti Pike. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you fucking Jar Jar. I fucking hate you. But what I'm saying is at the same time, he was cast probably for that reason. Well, exactly. But like, I. I don't blame him for Jar Jar. Oh, no, I don't. And I, you know I what I mean? Like, bad. people who do? Like, that's crazy. Like, you you people who are, like, actually blaming this actor and, like, giving him death threats and making this man contemplate suicide. Yeah, that's insane. Bad. It's the same thing for, I forget the kid's name uh, in this movie, but, but he's oh, got... Jake the, Lloyd? Yeah, he had the same type of situation. Yeah, people hated him. I hate him. I don't hate him. He's a kid. yeah. Like th that's a decision on George Lucas to show Vader as a kid. This movie should have been half of him as a kid and like half of it from like, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't have been a whole thing. Do you think it should have been like a like a Bible Jesus story like we see him when he's like a little kid and then we just see him when he's like 32? <laughs> Maybe not 32, but like I think uh, seeing him as a kid and then seeing him as a teenager yeah would have been good for episode 1 so then episode 2 can focus on him as a teenager and him as an adult. And maybe, like, having the contemplation of turning dark as an adult instead of the third one where he literally goes dark in the last half hour of the movie. Right. Do you I, know what I mean? Like, it's just, it felt so rushed for the third one. It was insane. I totally agree. Um, I will say, again, I do love Gungan City. I think it just looks really cool. Like, I think it's just really cool. It's, it's a far-out design, something we haven't seen yet in the Star Wars universe. Like an underwater sort of city, like, you know? Yeah, but, like, are they, are they, do they live underwater? Like, can they breathe underwater, all that kind of stuff? No, they got, like, the bubble thing. 
But that's what I'm saying. So, like, are they... They're going to run out of air eventually? Oh, I... Why don't they just live like a like an Atlantis type of situation, like from like you know? I don't understand, but I like. Do they need air to breathe? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, they, they must. They yeah, must. Yeah, yeah. They need air. I uh, I I was go back to the Jake Lloyd thing and, and the Anakin storyline. I really think there should have been tells in this movie that he had a tendency to go to the dark side, like. I think there should have been just something where he does something sort of evil or he well, does th- something. That's the thing. It's hard to do as a kid. Hence why they should have kind of jumped a few years. Yeah. Like almost <coughs> like the this movie and half of, uh, of episode two should have been just one movie to give the chance to for episode two to be half of it, the the second half of episode two and the beginning of episode three yeah. so that the third one could have like the first half of episode you know what i mean like it felt way too rushed because you you provided a whole two-hour film about just him being a child and good and and like wholesome. like completely innocent like there's no really any tell apart from uh like the jedi council have his doubts but then they're like but look how cute of a kid he is he's innocent like of course yeah. he's fine I think there should have been something that Obi-Wan noticed or just something like he kills like a little animal or something or he just does something where he thinks it's good because he's trying to impress the Jedi or or make friends with the Jedi. You know what I mean? Or do something. But but it's something very like over the top. Yeah. And yet it would never work because then they would never really take him in. Hence why it would almost be better if he's doing something secretly once he's already joined kind of the Jedi, which we should have seen I don't know. It just like I feel like 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 Lucas is like I want to do a story. This mo- this movie, this story is really about the trade confederation. Like this is really about it's a political film more than anything, right? Yeah, with with with, with, with Ani- young Anakin in the background. This isn't really a prequel for Anakin Vader for this one. No. And then the second one, I feel like Vader's like, oh crap! Now I got to make a, a like I only have two movies left to to turn. Anakin into Vader. I guess I'll spend the whole movie doing a love story. Right? I don't know. It just, it felt so. And then the third one, he's just like, ah, crap. Like, it's over now. Like, we gotta, like, we gotta rush things. Like, he hasn't even turned evil yet. You know and what I mean? Like, I'm what is going kill, on? Now he's like, and now I'm killing children. But that's the thing. Like, the, sure, he kills sand people, but that's kind of like, that's like a, like a, a way that it, I mean, it wasn't executed well. No, we not. all agree it wasn't executed. It was stupid, and there's that stupid "I hate sand" line, but because <laughs> <laughs> it's coarse and it gets there. I get, I get what he's saying. Yeah. I get what he's saying. I mean, no everyone, one, yeah, no one likes that. No one likes that. It does get everywhere. That, that that's true. <laughs> that that's a truth. They, uh, that's a truth. But my point is, I always like this fish. Like, there's bite. always a bigger fish. Yeah. That's my uh, Liam Neeson voice. Always, There's always a bigger fish. That's a good. That's a good Liam Neeson. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I think of him as nasally. I don't know why, but he's kind of nasally, eh? See, that's what I think. But my friends, every time I do it, they're like, "Why is he nasally?" I'm like, "I think he's nasally. He sounds nasally to me." Yeah, he's got a bit I don't of know who you are. There's always a bigger fish. That's good. It's good, Liam Neeson. But my my point was, yeah. So like, apart from the the sand people in the second one, the third one was really like, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. 
And then he's like worried that like his, his Padme is going to die. So he's like, and then he goes to, 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 to Palpatine. Palpatine's like, you know, this guy went to the dark side and there's like a, like a learning. I could help you with that. And he's like, uh, K. And then like freaking freaking um, okay. And then Mace Windu shows up, Sam L. Jackson, and he's all like, "No, this guy's bad. He's the been the baddie this whole time." And then Mace Windu and Palpatine get into a fight, and and, and Anakin Anakin's kind of freaking out here, right? Because he doesn't know what to do. And then Palpatine kills Mace Windu, and he's like, "No!" And then all of a sudden, it's like, "All right, you will do my bidding. Go kill all these children." It's just like, what? He yeah. was just seconds ago, like saying, "No, you just k- killed Mace Windu," and then all of a sudden, you're like, "All right, cool. You just saw yeah. that, so you're bad now. Now go, 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 kill a bunch of children." It just felt so fast, way yeah. too rushed. No, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I no, I, I agree. They they rushed it. They did a lot of of bad things, and hence why I think the first one is the best one because. It, it, it didn't feel rushed at all. I mean, and that that's either a bad thing or a good thing, right? Like, it just, it was. You yeah. know what I mean? It just, it was a story. That, that doesn't, that wasn't really about Anakin becoming Vader. It wasn't, re- like, it was just a story in the universe that Of fo- Star Wars. Of yeah. Star Wars that followed new characters and had old characters that we're used to. But really, it's its own story about, like pretty much a war and a confederacy like it, it was just you know what i mean it was a very political film it was a it was a star wars political film with certain characters when they were younger like yeah. that's that's the way to describe it and i think that's why it works best um so they filmed this i guess in italy uh to get all that and then some shot like some of those ships are like uh miniatures and some and some are cgi and just forced perspective but there's like the shots, uh, the wide shots of the city where you see the water falling. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that's just salt. So they pour salt like on blue screen or whatever, and then they composite that in. It's pretty cool. Um, that's a lie. It is weird when you go from the CGI ship that flops up onto the water to like the actual practical prop, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so I guess like, this uh this shot too coming down the stairs all they, cg they uh <laughs> they had to match uh, a cg uh to mo- mocap those uh droids coming down oh yeah yeah okay when did you first watch this when you were a kid probably yeah did you catch that the it, it was wasn't natalie portman like it's not natalie portman in in the headdress right now she's like yeah in the she's back. right there uh kira knightley plays her <laughs> for real Kira Knightley is one of the, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember arguing that in high school and someone had to look it up and I was like, look it up. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's her there, but in one of the scenes when they're talking to her and I it's, think it's, I think it's the scene where he's like, he turns and actually, you know, Qui-Gon actually knows it's Padme. It's, it's, it's Kira Knightley. Really? Yeah, that's, I mean, they looked very, very similar. Yeah, that's like perfect casting, you know? So I don't know if that's her there, but I, I do know she's one of the... Of the Handmaidens? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's great casting, I would say. Because um, like they they do replace... Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, don't funny. doubt me. <laughs> Sophia Coppola is, is in it, too. As one of them? 
uh, a sachet. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they replaced her voice with Natalie Portman's voice. Oh yeah, yeah. So and then sound the and then Natalie Portman does like a, a British accent when she's Queen Amidala, but then she does like her normal American yeah, accent yeah. when she's Padme, which is pretty cool. I always like this character too. The I did. I, I always did too. I love this guy like looking around like the guy. See, see, the, that's not Kara. No, she's in the background somewhere. Yeah, she's in. She's in the scene like later on where where Qui Gon catches that it's not her. Oh, okay. Uh, Kira Knightley and and uh, Natalie Portman look so much alike. They do. It's like Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Elijah Wood. <laughs> there should be a movie with the four of them in it. It's <laughs> the most confusing movie ever made. Um, that's interesting. Kira Knightley is is in this. I wonder because like she could have easily been Padme. Yeah, she she might have been. What's funny is that she might have been maybe a runner up. Yeah, and then they just cast her because she looks so much like her. Who knows? Right? Um, I love Natalie Portman. Like, there's so many like diverse films in that she's been in that I, that I love. Like, Leon, Leon the Professional. That movie's weird, man. That movie's about like a freaking ten year old falling in love with like a an adult man. Yeah, but it's bizarre. But but it's like I don't know. He's he's more like fatherly to her. I yeah, find. of course uh, he's like, no, you shouldn't do these things. But it still feels kind of creepy. Yeah, there's an element of it. I I love it though. Luke Besson. I I, I really like uh, Gary Oldman's role yeah. in that movie. He's crazy. So I guess um, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson just had to pantomime killing all these things, and then they put them in after. I mean, I guess that's cool. You just kind of swing anywhere and you're going to be hitting it on screen. Yeah. I, but, like, that's one thing I always, like, think is interesting is that feeling of, like, working with CG and you, like, talking with something or, like, interacting with something that's CG. And then it's only when you actually go see it in the premiere that you actually finally see what the hell you were hitting or, you know, you're doing you, mean, all you know that. what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of cool. And I'd love to be put in that position. I'd be like, huh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's obviously what I meant. Um, Dude, I this, like, fe this feels very Star Warsy. Yeah, like this right here feels very Star Warsy. Yeah, that's and it's awesome. And they're trying to make this escape, and oh, here comes R two. I don't know. It just that's why this movie works because of R two. <laughs> no, it just. It's not really about any uh, like, one thing. Any one thing. Like it's not trying to be Anakin Skywalker's story. You know what I mean? It's it's just a multitude of things that are happening at the same time that you just get to meet these characters yeah. and some of the real like some of the other characters that you've met before. Yeah. I I do sort of like uh just it's it's absolutely absurd that they would have to patch this like shield generator thing on the outside of the ship, you know? Yeah, why would it be on the outside? It seems, right? makes no absolutely no sense. But it like for Star Wars, you're like, I don't know, I'm buying it the whole way, right? But uh, yeah, because it, and it's why like, they would fly so close to the ship? Like they could have just left on the other side of the planet, you know? Like just like uh, Empire, you know? But uh, I don't know, I. I love it though. Like it just like I'm going along for the journey and like that's the thing with with, with any of these kinds of movies, you kind of got to switch your brain off, right? Yeah. Like it's not going to make much sense in terms of the science as long as the story's there to kind of back it up. 
and it's yeah. a fun ride. Like there's nah. there's certain movies you gotta switch your brain. Like if you're if, if you're going into a John Wick movie expecting it to uh, be realistic, totally. it's not you're not gonna have fun. Um, you gotta go in there knowing it's just gonna be a fun time, right? Like someone had pointed out, it's like playing a, a, a an FPS after you've beat it. Like that's how John yeah. Wick like is. He yeah. beats everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, easy. You're level 50 going back to the first level, right? Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like. Um, yeah, so the other thing I sort of like, the introduction uh, of Darth Maul, you know, Ray Park uh, yeah. with uh, Simon Pegg's roommate actually doing his voice there. Really? You know, in Shaun of the Dead, his roommate that's always mad at them. Yeah, that, that guy plays the voice? Yeah, because Ray Park doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> uh Darth Maul was awesome. I wish they didn't kill him right away. Obviously, everybody seems to think something similar, you know? Like, it's like it would have been cool if, if they saved him for a bit, you know? I mean, but. they technically... This is going to be a spoiler for a few things. So if you haven't seen The Clone Wars, <laughs> uh, the cartoon, uh, stay away from this. But uh, he does come back in the cartoon uh, where he's got, like, these robotic legs. And, and apparently in Solo, he's in there. Have you seen Solo? Uh, yeah, we did a review. Remember? Yeah, so spoiler on Solo, I guess, is uh, yeah. So one of the great things I liked about Solo is that Darth Maul is in it, and you and know I- it's him because he takes out his lightsaber in the hologram. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought that that was so stupid. You also know it's him because he's got metal legs and yeah, yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. looks like a I forget what they're called, but spiders. <laughs> no, they they actually have spider have a, legs. No, no, he doesn't have spider. He has regular legs. He gets regular legs throughout the, the the Clone Wars. At first, the first time you meet, he's got these spider legs, and then he gets like regular legs got after it. that. But yeah, got it. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh So, do you buy into the theory, the fan theory, very popular the fan theory that Jar Jar is in fact a dark Sith Lord? I like it. Like, it's not something I actually believe was the point of it. Uh, I think George Lucas just wanted to do something for the kids, and he's explicitly said that. But I like that theory. It's like it's like one of the theories that um, Snowpiercer is a sequel to uh, Willy Wonka, <laughs> or I guess Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Why? the original one. Have you, have you ever seen that video? No. <laughs> have you seen Snowpiercer and Charlie? Yeah, and the Char- yeah it, it there it actually like if you listen to the video, it actually makes a lot of sense. Right, that, I'm sure like. like- well, yeah, well, like, it's, it's essentially saying that Ed Harris is Charlie. Okay. And he's pretty much, because like he, it pretty much is like a Willy Wonka type of like situation. And he, it's just saying like, like you know, he went kind of a little crazy, but that is Charlie that is now uh, okay. Ed Harris. Anyways, it doesn't, it actually makes uh, well, sense. So I like the theory that. of the Sith uh, jar. It just, it makes sense in a way that it is sort of believable. I don't think that was the, um, no, the intent, I but so I do like that theory i think it's a fun theory i think what george lucas's intention for jar jar was was because he owned at the time a huge piece of ilm who did all the vfx and he wanted to put a completely digital character in the film as a calling card because nobody trusted it at the time to do something that bold and in 1999 it looked fucking good it still looks decent. Yeah, it still looks decent. I've seen worse movies. Like, I've seen like, newer movies that have worse CG than that. Yeah, like, almost 20 years later now, it still looks pretty good, right? So, he wanted to do that as a big calling card. Like, hey, 
If you want to make a movie, we can put an entirely CGI character in shots and it's going to look good. And uh, I, th- I think that was what he did. And Ahmed Best said in the script, Jar Jar's, he's not really like the uh, voices he's doing, all that. that. That's all Ahmed Best that came up with a lot of that is like body movement. So I think it really and truly was that. Hmm. Those giant things that we always constantly see in the yeah. in the sequel uh, in the in the original trilogy now because of like all the special editions and stuff. Yeah. I hate that. What the ding or the no no water? just like the the add-ons of the. I will say there are some some things I enjoyed about the special editions that were added. Like they actually added in new scenes and stuff like that. But then there are other scenes. Or just other add-ons, like those CG add-ons. I just felt, which is like, it wasn't needed. See, here's the problem from my perspective. So I saw everything really weird order. Like I saw A New Hope, and then I saw this. Then I saw Empire and Jedi. Really? And then, yeah, so the, the New Hope I saw was on TV, and it was the original you know, whatever version. Probably the special edition. No, so. no, it wasn't the special edition. You sure? Because yeah. the special edition came out in 19... Uh, no, it, I... 1995? I, I remember it wasn't the the, the, the special edition because... Then that's weird. Because I watched it with my uncle. My uncle is a big Star Wars fan and he insisted we watch that one. Okay, so there was no like Jabba the Hutt scene or... No, uh, no. Uh, I forget his name there, his friend... That whole scene's not from the original no. either. And uh, I was like blown away by it. I loved it. And then then we watched this in theaters, uh, episode one. And so I was like, oh, this is like I was, didn't know anything. And then we we bought the VHS, the three VHS with pack. With the Vader. With Vader on yeah, it. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's, that's the special edition. That's the special edition. So then, then uh, my familiarity was with the special edition ones and we would never watch the shit at the start that was like george lucas like, yeah i remember that oh we decided to put in these things yeah, we decided to we'd always just fast forward right through that right up until just the star wars so i had no idea that i was watching something that had extra shit in it right and right. on v honestly on vhs on a like a like a 480 whatever four three tv the CGI and whatever on VHS, it all just blends in. Of course, yeah. Like it, you can't tell. And it wasn't until later when I got. Plus, DVDs. it was nineteen ninety five. Yeah, essentially. Um, no, it'll been ninety nine area area, right? Anyways, but it was still in in the time where this CG looked good. Well, that's just it, right? And like now, it looks a little not so great or, or whatever. But uh, it's still no sound of thunder. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie. No. Oh, good God. Uh, yeah, it's a movie that came out in 2005, and it's based on a Ray Bradbury story. I think it's Ray Bradbury, uh, but essentially it's got a cr- crazy good premise. Essentially, this this company in the future um, creates a time machine where they use it to hunt dinosaurs. So they go back in time, and pretty much it's like the ultimate game, right? Like hunters will pay to go back in time and shoot a T-Rex. Oh, that's awesome. Right? That's a sweet premise. The movie is a terrible thing because it's based on a short story. That's that's it. And the whole movie just takes a whole thing where they go back in time. It's it's where the butterfly effect comes in because okay. there's someone stepped on a butterfly and it changes the future slightly. Um, oh. But anyways, in the in this movie... 
it's obviously it's in the future. Da, 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 da. They go back in time uh, to, to kill a dinosaur. Da, 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 da. But it, the um, the production studio, the production company that was funding it went bankrupt after that whole thing with Battlefield Earth, which oh. pretty much put it into the ground. And there was like this whole thing that they were scamming. Anyways. Okay. So they went out of money. So this, I think it was a, supposed to be an $80 million movie. Okay. Ended up only getting $30 million oh. for their, their movie. So when it came to post-production... Imagine, imagine that was our problem if we, <laughs> when we were trying to when we were trying to make movies, right? So like, uh, ad 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 being like stripped of little to no money anymore in post production, and having some of the sets that got destroyed uh, back in the day. So they decided to shoot a lot of stuff on green screen, okay? Because like that's what they had to do, and they're like, oh, we'll fix it in post because they lost the sets, okay? That because they had no CG, like they had no money for CG, they used. Um, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, it's pretty much the programs that they make before the final uh, CG. It's it, it's kind of like they, they can use it for like storyboarding. Oh, it's really, really. I forget previs? what previs. They use uh, previs software because it was cheap, and that's the movie that you get to see. Oh no! The CG is so bad; it looks uh, like a PlayStation Two game. Oh man! And there's like scenes where you see like cars, like futuristic cars in the background. It, like it, it looks. So bad that this compared to that is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, but like, so here's the thing, right? So, so, so this looks like whatever for for right now. But like, I'm watching Good Omens on Amazon right now. Don't be ruining Great show. Anything, I, yeah, I won't spoil yeah. anything. But every now and then, there is something that is CGI in it, and. Like honestly, episode one looks better. Really? Yet there's some stuff that looks a little wonky in it. And yeah. like I, I mean, know it, it's a it TV is a TV show. show, but usually recent TV shows like Netflix shows and Amazon shows are actually pretty decent when it comes Has to the CG. pretty good VFX. But every now and then, like, look at Stranger Things. Is yeah, like, I haven't watched any of the new season. We me neither. But what I'm saying is like just that the, CGI is quite the good. CGI is is fantastic. But I, I just think there's just some stuff that just they haven't a hundred percent gotten right yet. And like we look at Thanos. And Thanos oh, is man. like the most convincing CGI character we've seen in a long time, next to the Hulk. You just forget that he's there, yeah. like as as a CG character. Yeah, right? he blends in. Everything looks legit. I don't know. But, if that, I don't know if we're gonna say the same thing in like well, that's twenty just, years well, that's from just now, it, too, right? right? This lady, I always like. There's something weird about. I know. Me too. I like, always thought that too. Like I, I think it's supposed to be like over the head exposition. Storm's coming, right? Like. Darth Vader's, better get home. Darth Vader's coming, right? Like, I think that's what they're trying to go for. I but think so. I think it's 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 I, it's I I don't think it's so at all. Yeah. Um. Apparently, there's like video, and I don't know. I probably mentioned this before, where like after Lucas looked at the the cut of this movie, he was he said essentially, "We may have gone too far." Yeah, <laughs> which is funny to me of <laughs> just him even admitting it might have been a little too much. Yeah, we are may have gone too far. Um, I I still love George Lucas, and I think what he's contributed to movies is like I don't think people realize like how much that like modern films are influenced. I love that like little uh, ball cup game that's in the background. That yeah. little scoop thing. It's that, that game yeah. you play when you go like camping and you like throw the ball. Yeah, in. every time you went camping, that was the thing yeah. you did. Um, 
I will say though the uh, I don't know if you you know um, you probably know about like the 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 history of some of like the original Star Wars, but like sure Lucas was brought on, but like if you saw one of his original draft, like the man was trying to make a a, a Flash a Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon film, yeah, and could not get the right, so he decided to write his own kind of story and kind of homage to yeah. it. And I've read like the original uh, Star Wars script. Yeah, like really? one of the one of the one of the drafts was turned into like a graphic novel. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah, and it's so messed up. Oh, really? It's really weird. Um, oh. It's it's so different from what we actually got. Oh. And I guess I mean we're, we're all thankful for his wife at the time. Yeah, um, she's like the like uh, unsung hero of Star Wars. She really is, Marsha Lucas. She she really is because she's like her and a few other people that, that that help with the script really kind of narrow down what we finally got. So, the, I mean, the originals because there's a lot of collaborations, right? Because he only directed the first one, okay, and 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 of course, but he's got help on on all the other scripts, and he's mostly been story versus the script itself, okay, on the other ones. You know what I mean? Like he's. He didn't direct two and uh, four and five. He directed. No. He directed. Uh, sorry, he, he directed four. He didn't direct five and six. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he wrote four, but we all know that he wasn't the only one that wrote four. Like a lot of people were in on the collaboration of that script. Yeah. Did you know and, uh, he wanted Spielberg to direct uh, Jedi? Did he? Yeah, but uh, because he he backed out of the director's guild because of some there were some credits like. Uh, whatever thing like they find up a bunch of money because of the way they did the, the star wars credits right uh yeah yeah i heard the, about the then star the director's wars guild wouldn't let spielberg do it and all this stuff but uh apparently spielberg uh spielberg directs a scene in uh in revenge of the sith can you guess which scene it is spielberg directed Direct, directed a sequence in 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 revenge of the sith yeah I don't really know too much about the Revenge of the Sith scene. So I'll, I'll just say, it, but yeah. it's the opening sequence, the the uh, star battle. Oh yeah, yeah. Spielberg, uh, un- uncredited, but ha- confirmed by him and Lucas that he's directed that. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I do too. And like, I, think- I mean, yeah, because I mean, they they were a whole pack then back in the day, right? You had. Spielberg, Lucas, um, Scorsese, I think, was yeah, part of it. Coppola. Coppola. I was going to say, and, w- uh, the guy that did Scarface. Scarface? Yeah. Oh, yeah, De Palma. De Palma. We're all kind of part of this. Yeah, the American Zoetrope kind of thing. Um, I found that DVD I meant to tell you about. I'll tell you about that later. But uh, um, so, yeah, back to the Marshall Lucas thing. There yeah. is a great book, uh, Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. That uh, that talks about that and like all their relationships, all those people you were just talking about. Yeah, like, the, it just the like, starts of their careers and all that. I mean, that's just crazy, right? Like all these people were all like these young, up and coming, and always kind of like pushing each other and like you know going into a room and providing what they've got. Like, next. It was the perfect storm of, of things that happened for them. And it just—it's it, not something you see these days anymore, uh, right? John like, Milius too. Who? John Milius. John Milius. Yeah, he's a writer. You, like he wrote like a million things you would have okay, known. Okay. Okay. One of which he's credited as writing on Conan the Barbarian. 
Interesting. Yeah, I actually was. Uh, I was watching Conan the Barbarian uh, the other night, and uh, like uh, IMD being Conan Barbar- the Barbarian, um, obviously seeing John Milius and Oliver Stone's credit as a writer on uh, that's another one. On that and then this other guy named Edward Summer. Okay. So I, I met Edward Summer at one time. Really. Wonderful old man. Uh, he ran the Buffalo Film Festival. A film I'd made was in that festival, and he liked the deep my DP and I, and he took us out for breakfast. <laughs> really? Yeah, He's he since passed away. Uh, rest in peace. But uh, but kind of just strange. Just we met him. We didn't know who he was. He just he said he we ran the festival, but he was very nice, and he wanted to take us out for breakfast one huh. morning. And strange strange thing. This the movie industry. You just come across. The most random thing sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jake Lloyd, obviously, take a lot of flack. At the time when I was a kid and I watched this, like, I didn't, like, I, yeah, a, lot, a, a lot of the inconsistencies didn't bother me. And, and I didn't, I, I never associated him with Darth Vader. I, it was like, it was almost two different things. And it wasn't for a while until I was like, well, I guess they are the same person. Even knowing that it that, that they're going to be the same person and that's how they turn into it, I was like, it's they're two different yeah, 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 things. Yeah, yeah. It's almost three different things from Jake Lloyd to Hayden Christensen to... Yeah, he, 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 Lloyd is just a child, right? Like, there's, yeah. uh, there's not really much change from him. And then, like, it just... That's why I hate episode two so much as well. On top of that is that that it's that got cool moments though, like when they go to that planet and we meet Boba, F- like whatever the Boba Fett's dad is. See that part's cool, but the love story section, which takes up most of it, is just so god awful. Yeah, it's bad. But what I'm saying is it too. Like, let's talk about episode two for a second. Is 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 when he's uh, when he talks about. Because uh, at, the, at, at the beginning, he's been pretty much like thinking about pa- Padme this whole time, right? Like he's just like 10-year-old when he met her. Or I think he's 10 in this movie. And he, he meets up with her. And he's been like fantasizing about her since then for another like 10 years. It just it feels bizarre to me because then like he tells her that he likes her and stuff and she's like, oh, great. It was this crush thing, but it's kind of creepy. Don't do that for like half the movie. And then the other half of the movie, she actually falls for him. And it just it feels kind of. I don't know, it just doesn't feel like good writing to me. Like this situation where, like at first he's all creepy and he's just like, "I've been in love with you since the the days that you know, since I laid eyes upon you when I was ten. and she's like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like you're, I'm much older than you, and like it's kind of creepy. You should probably do your own thing." Until like he's just like, "Now I gotta like watch you all the time and watch you sleeping, and you're gonna fall for me." I don't know. It just it feels very off it doesn't feel like good writing in that respect like it just it's 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 just like okay so i have i have this conflict now how do i get out of it i don't know you just do she just falls in love with him but that but that doesn't make any sense i could see how they maybe should have done like the route of like you know how when somebody gets captured or like they get somebody save somebody and then they fall in love. But there's none of that. Really? No, no, I'm just saying Oh, like you're saying yeah, could have yeah, fixed there, it. There could have been 
there could have been so many ways for it to happen, but essentially it just happened like I was 10, I fell in love with you, I've been thinking about you for this many amount of years. And she's like, oh, okay, that's creepy. And then like halfway through the movie, she's like, okay, I like you now. I'm like, what? Yeah, the age gap doesn't make any sense. No. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't at know. All. It it again, it, it feels that's why episode one should only work alone. Because it does not fit like it continues on with the rest of the sequels. Like it, it, no. it, the, the rest of them don't fit properly. No. Like I, I had seen a like a way to watch Star Wars, and I kind of agree with it. It, it if you were to like show someone like I feel like you obviously you start with four. Um, you would like, and I'm not talking about any prequels or any of that, right? Like just you're a straight up Star if Wars. You have a, like a new child, and you're like, yeah. Child. I had seen like a way to properly view them all instead of going like four, five, six, one, two, three, which is what I thought of doing. But like, I kind of like this other idea of it's you do four, five, and because five reveals that Vader is also Anakin. Oh wait, then I think one of the the girl in the gray is is George's daughter. Is it? Yeah. It's Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if if this is Star Wars, you know they're all connected, right? Yeah. You see, I got a little Greedo toy in my in my. I did garden. I did see That's that. like an original. Uh, imagine this Greedo, and he grows up just to get shot by Han Solo. <laughs> everyone knows everyone in the Star Wars universe. I, everyone's apparently. everything's connected. But uh, yeah, sorry, I was I forgot what I was talking about. Just about uh, the love story. Or yeah. No, about how, right, how to view it properly. View yeah, it. so y- you do four or five, and because you learn that, that Vader is Anakin in five, you then do two and then three. Where, do, where does one come in? I mean, one, uh, a lot of people have said, like, one is just kind of like it could be watched after or before. It's it's kind of its own thing yeah no thing because if it doesn't really fit within the kind of story right it's just an extra it feels like a one-off like solo and or, or actually more like rogue one rogue one right like it just feels like its own story that's yeah. like a prequel that follows some of the characters from what we've seen mm. before but isn't really part of the main story yeah and it really isn't like the second one it just it starts off anakin's older He's a Jedi, like he's part of the Jedi. He meets this woman that he saw when he was younger. But if you put this one in account, it makes it even weirder. Right. Um, yeah, because she doesn't she doesn't look at all like he's aged, and he's aged like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. working. It's working. This I know this is be, that's become a meme, but forever I would. Anytime I would get something to work properly, I, I would yell that, you know? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yippee! Uh, I don't know. And then the mother character is strange to me, too. Like, there's just a lot of things that don't fit yeah. in my mind. Also, we learned that Anakin is pretty much Jesus. Yeah, right? Because there is no father. He was born from... He was pretty much conceived by the Force. I almost don't know if I like that. Like, I, like, but that's the way they say it, right? Like, unless, like, and, and like, it's just like, it's like the mother must be lying. Like, what? Uh, I always thought the force should work sort of like, like the the magic works in Harry Potter. Like, you can just be born a wizard that's really powerful, or even if you have wizard parents, you can be born. Yeah, either way, right? Like, there's a, it works probably. You have a better chance because it, it it's genetic, but at the same time, it could just happen no matter what. Because I think, 
like the theme of fathers in this. See, that that's one thing a lot of people don't like is the midichlorian count, right? Like they they actually give it a thing. Like, like a, instead of the force being this like force, see, as a kid, a, I actually really appreciated that because I was like, oh, okay, that makes. I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know, instead just, of it being it, like a mystical it takes away the mystical aspect of it right but like i don't know i just i don't like her example because it totally makes anakin be a like a very jesus figure Jesus like thing because he's born from the force yeah like i would have i would have actually liked it if there there was some maybe mysterious sith lord out there that seduced her or something you know something or, right or, like or he does like uh you know like uh star lord's dad like in uh guardians of the galaxy like yeah that guy has like a hundred like thousands of, of women he seduced and had had children with to, to kind of see this is a spoiler for guardians too but to, uh, to i had those binoculars as a kid did you i oh, had man. the uh the, that 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 communication device yeah, that Pygon yeah. had, but it was big like yeah. if, if like it was bigger than your hand, like that his, thing was huge. His thing was supposed to be able you were supposed to be able to see out of it and like see data on it. It was just like blurry binoculars that didn't, <laughs> didn't like it barely magnified anything. Hey man, Lucas made his money through toys. It's true. Uh, if you want to know more about the the toy thing, you should refer back to uh, two or three podcasts ago when I interviewed Brian Stillman, uh, who made. Uh, the uh, Plastic Galaxy film, and is also was a producer on the toys that made us. So that's that's a few episodes back. Um, but uh, what were we saying? What were we saying about? I kind of forgot our train of thought. We were talking about. Uh, well, you mentioned the the, the 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 binoculars. Yeah, before that though. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so Did you ever? I, I mean, I'm sure every kid our age at the time had that game but uh, did you have the pod racing game oh, on n64 oh, oh dude love that game right it does not hold up these days oh no it doesn't it does not oh yeah i think though there is like an element like i've recently got back uh 64 and i've been replaying some old games yeah. that i loved as a kid like um, Shadows of the Empire, that holds up pretty good. I never played it. I bought it more recently. I've never played it. Uh, the only Star Wars game I played as a kid was, I think, Jedi Academy Two or something along those lines. Um, okay, again, it was it was a fun game. Rogue Squadron, that was oh the yeah, fucking shit. I loved Rogue Squadron. So they made Rogue Squadron because so in Shadows of the Empire, the second level, you fly a. Um, you fly like a snowspeeder and you, and you do that sort of battle on uh, Hoth. So that was so popular, they made uh, Rogue Squadron. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because Rogue Squadron, like, I, I didn't play it on the N64. I played it on the computer, and I used to love that game. My dad was a big, like, um, like plane simulator fanatic, and okay. he always had those, like, joysticks. Um, so, of course, playing that with the joystick was a lot of fun when I was a kid. No doubt. Yeah. I had yeah. a PC game that was um, that was Phantom Menace, and you could play as uh, the Jedi, or you could play as Captain Panaka, or different characters, oh, yeah. and like it was easily you could easily cheat with it, and you could just be a Jedi. Even yeah, if you weren't supposed to be a Jedi, and I don't, I like, I don't, I I remember getting like some stuff. Um, I think it was in the cereal box. Remember when we used to get computer games and cereal boxes yeah, yeah. and stuff, and movies and stuff. Those were the days, but. Uh, 
I think, yeah, we had... Now you just get diabetes. <laughs> I don't remember where, like, what kind of game it was, but it was, it was like a, it was a Phantom Menace Star Wars game where you got to control like a world environment where you can like grow, pretty much Sweet alien forms. Like you can like, like have Ragnarok, like uh, what are they called? Um, not Ragnaroks. Um, that giant thing that he fights in uh, Return. Oh, the Rancor. Rancors. Uh, yeah, so like you can grow rancors, and it, it felt the kind of like a it's kind of like a zoo tycoon, but like it's like populating Star a planet Wars. in oh, Star Wars. Cool. So I remember playing that a lot as a kid. Um, and I had like this really, really kiddie Phantom Phantom uh, Metis uh computer game as well. Okay, uh, but yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, I played a lot of pod ra- like I never owned Pod Racer myself, not until more recently. Okay. But like my neighbor, who was like this cool dude that worked for my uncle at the time, and he was like he literally lived like right next door. He would have like the DVD collection, had all these like games and all this kind ah, of stuff, cool. right? So I'd always like borrow his stuff from him, and that was a game I always like went over to play at his place. I just want to say, uh, in the crowd, the uh, bits you can't really see in the background. It's um, Q-tips. What? Yeah, the crowd, like, in the background, when you see the crowd every now and then, it, they are Q-tips. Really? Yeah. Like, decorated Q-tips? Uh, no, just just Q-tips, I think. So, like, obviously, this is, like, there's a close-up crowd, but when you see it in the wide shot... It's, like, miniatures, you mean? Yeah, it's, like, a miniature. With Q-tips. Yeah. Interesting. This uh, race takes so like, long. Uh, I will stooges. say, I, 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 love, I love the pod racing when I was a kid. But I like, like it too. But watching it now is like holy crap! Oh, it's like the, the movie just stops for a second to do this, and it's race. so long. Like uh, th- this whole sequence can be described as. I know. <laughs> that's that's all I'm going to say about this whole sequence because that's straight up what it is. It's all you hear for like a good twenty minutes. Uh I do love the pod race scene, though. Like, Lucas always talks about loving speed and loving cars and all that. And I think that's evident, right? That, like, his second movie he ever made was uh, American Graffiti. Um, What was this? Oh, yeah, right. THX. THX was his first one. So I liked, I will say, I liked THX. I haven't seen it in a while, but I've liked, I liked that movie. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, American Graffiti was an okay movie for me. Like it was like like I enjoyed it, but it's not like a movie I'd rewatch no. a lot. I think it's one of those movies though, like if you were alive at the that oh, time yeah, when it came for sure. out, it's one of those like uh, super bad is for our generation, just like it, it it encapsulates like everything about that generation that like those people really loved yeah. at the time. So uh but it made like a bajillion dollars at the time, right? So <laughs> Well, I mean, those two movies are the reason why we got Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. So, um, as and Harrison Ford. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, I think one of the things that was done well, ooh, Jabba here and Lady Jabba in the background. Yeah. Uh, so, so, one of the things I think that was done well about this film, having the Jedi in it as the secondary characters, the that like help move the plot forward, but like your main characters are like Queen Amidala and some of these new people. Is that like this? You still have the stakes thing. You know what I mean? Like there's still stakes in the film if Queen Amidala is the uh, the main character. Whereas like when you, we watch Solo, 
there's no stakes. We know we know him and Chewie are gonna make yeah, it up fine. Yeah, no, I know. That's the thing. That's the problem with prequels or 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 movies like that. You know the end result is. I don't know. It, it, it's got to be well done to add those stakes and almost have like the audience kind of forget about it. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like it, it's a it, it, it's a weird combo that's hard to do. So yeah. for a movie like a solo movie, that would be hard to do. Even a, 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 a an Obi One movie, which they've been kind of talking about, which I hope is real, and they bring in you and McGregor to be and play the Obi One character to kind of be like yeah. the in between of what we haven't seen yet. Again, there's not going to be any stakes, so you got to add these other characters and lovable characters that you like, you know, actually like to add stakes to those characters, right? Like I I want like I read a bunch of the young Obi-Wan books as a kid and and there are some good there are some good bits to it and, and like but I think like like Obi-Wan can't be the main character. He's got to be the second tertiary, you know what I mean? The side character. Warwick Davis there, by the way. I mean, Warwick Davis is in almost every single one. Yeah. So do you think Warwick Davis that's in this is the same character that's in uh, Solo? Mm. Because he doesn't at one point he pulls off his helmet. That's a good question. And then that that chick pulls off her helmet and and it it completely changes from obviously a dude in a suit to like (laughs) now it's obviously just like a small skinny See, I hate when they do that. I saw a movie recently and it's called it's called Speed Demon, and I would recommend that movie to anyone who really enjoys bad movies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a really dumb movie. But anyways, it has that thing of like, you know, that it's clearly a guy in a suit like right. doing these things. And at the end, it's revealed that it's like some really, really tiny girl. And it's just like, but but that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, like you can't do that to an audience because the. They're expecting exactly that. You can't be like, oh, all of a sudden it was a woman. It's like, yeah, but before it wasn't. It's like like 100% wasn't. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, that's (laughs) funny. I also hate the fact that he catches up so actually fast. It's like, how slow are their speed racers? It's like video game rules. Like, you know when you play Mario Kart, no matter how far ahead you get in first place, they'll always catch up. Like the original N64 Mario Kart. Or like any race movie any race anything right as soon as you're in last place you have the opportunity to possibly make it forward i mean i've played those games where if you're in last place you're stuck there like there is no way in hell you're making it past but like yeah this follows the 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 movie rule of like if i'm last no matter what i can pass anybody behind me it's like how yeah everyone should have the same speculations like uh the same specs Ooh, that was that was that wasn't bad yeah that's all cgi i think Tuscan Raiders showing up here, taking pot shots. And that voice of that one announcer is that guy that used to be on uh, Who's Line A? Greg Proops, I think his name is. You remember the guy with glasses? Oh, that like, guy, the slightly chubby dude with the glasses. Not Drew Carey. No, I'm not talking about Drew Carey. I, I know, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, like not, not not like chubby, but like just a little bit stockier. Yeah, I dude. suppose, eh? Odie Mandrell. Wando Dongo. And his like three Musk. droids are uh, Larry Curly and Moe here. Yeah. La 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 la. 
those are so silly. That uh, looks bad. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> For was, some reason. I was listening to the commentary last night, and George Lucas is like, that was his one of his favorite shots of the whole movie. Really? Yeah. Of him throwing him off? That guy off. Isn't that? That's a weird shot to be proud of. of George just... Lucas, secretly uh, a psychopath, maybe. <laughs> secretly does not know how to, I don't know, doesn't have taste. Yeah. I uh, I, I will want to point out, so C-3PO here, it is a practical prop. Yeah, it's an animatronic, isn't it? Uh, well, or a puppet? It, yeah, and, and, and there's a guy behind that's been painted out that's puppeting him. Really? Like marionette style, yeah. Oh, that's cool. cool. Um, so Anthony Daniels, obviously the guy who voiced does them. the voice yeah. of C-3PO the whole time, uh, who apparently now they, they fucking hate C-3PO in the new movies for some reason. You who know? does? Everyone, like the writers, all the characters are always like, fucking get out of the way, C-3PO, you fucking dick. Oh, right. okay, okay, I see what you mean, yeah. They right. always hate him in the, the new ones. He's like popping up out of nowhere and people are like, get out of the way, you stupid robot. I mean, he was always kind of like that in the, in the originals pertaining to Han. Yeah. So pretty much everyone's become Han. Um, so, <laughs> so anyways, uh, a few years ago, a number of years ago, um, there was a uh, Star Wars orchestra that was touring, and yeah. Anthony Daniels was the host. So when we went to see the Star Wars orchestra, he's the one that would like, I don't know, preface like the song. Like he made it like a story, and like he was very, I don't know, theatrical about the whole thing, right? Okay. Uh, so there was a point where he was talking, and he's like, uh, he. He sort of was setting up Princess Leia's uh, theme. They're going to play Princess Leia's theme. And then he says Princess Leia. And uh, the crowd is like really quiet, right? And I, as soon as he says like Princess Leia, I yell out. I'm like, yeah. And he stops and he looks up in the crowd at me and he points at me. <laughs> and then continues on with this thing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was. I, I thought I would be one of many people cheering for Princess Leia, and yet you were I was just the, the only one. one. <laughs> and he like looks at me like and smiles. Like. <laughs> Look at you, C three PO smiled at you, I dude. Know, right? He yeah. pointed and yeah. smiled at you. Yeah, I know. Right? I felt very special there. My fucking C three PO looked at me. <laughs> it's like it feels like when you like watch a movie in the theater and stuff, and it, you're laughing, and yet no one else is, and you're like, did no one get it? That yeah. like, why didn't anybody else join me on me on this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, am I stupid or did I just catch something else? Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, Skywalker, go away! You're gonna lose. I do love the sound design. Like I, all, but it just everything, gets annoying. Nah, I love it. I love it all. I love that there's no music. I love it. it's all just. It's all racing. And it's all it's sound. All you can hear. It's all the racing. Oh, the sound. I'm not saying it doesn't sound good, but like it just went on for way too long. That that's all you hear now. Uh, also, uh, this would never fly. Pun intended, but uh, like the, these the, the, these things are, it's not like real race cars where they all have to fit within the same kind of category. Like clearly these things are, some are, are way more souped up than others. Yeah. This I is not fit racing. Cr no, <laughs> racing. I know. I know Sebulba's uh, <laughs> engines look bigger, but because Anakin's pod is lighter, I feel like his would go faster just because of, you know. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like that's why there is that kind of... 
I do you like the design of within. them, though. It's just two jet engines pulling, like, just like a small chariot yeah. thing. I mean, it, it, it pretty much re- is reminiscent of the... Uh, the chariot race from Ben Hur, right? It, it feels it's got a bit of that uh, that vibe to it. I think that's like a sewing machine sound. Really, I'm pretty sure. See, I'd love to, to to just know exactly what all the sounds are falling within. Uh, be ben Burt like talks a lot about where he pulls sounds from, and like apparently one of the the sea creatures is uh, recordings of his is like uh, four month old uh, daughter. And just slowed down. She had like this apparently like just like ah, cry and <laughs> and he recorded it and then slowed it down and it turned into like that. See, that's what I think is so great about sound design. It could come from so many places. Oh, yeah. All these different things. Um, yeah. Got to put the forces George, of George Lucas was like, oh, this scene was to show that he's crafty and that all this that. To eventually turn into like uh, it, the Sith Lord. All I can see is him just going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> all I know is that I think it's just kind of dangerous to be looking down the whole time. The whole time. Uh, and now he's going to speed way past him again. Unrealistic. He's going to catch up. Unrealistic. Just like catches up so fast. Well, I that, think that, that we've established that his pod is really quick. But like, you know? he should have passed him and been gone already by now. You know what I mean? Like, let's catch up the boat. See, that guy is, makes it legit. George Lucas foreshadowing iPads. <laughs> Pretty sure that's like Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool shot. I know, like, like some of this is like miniatures, and some is CG, and some is. Is like um, green screen plates and yeah, all that. Yeah, this feels very Ben Hur chariot race. Yeah, eh? So you're saying oh. that's like Q-tips? In, uh, in some of the wide, wide shots where you just see sort of dots. Huh. Um, that's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Just things they they would use and and do. Um, also, where are the cameras? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I know they're looking at through the screen, but where are they? Where are the cameras here? The cameras are the real speed demons. I love the destruction too. Like when it blows up, like it like busts into all these mini pieces. And that's a real. So, so I guess like their their reference uh, material for blowing the the ships up was F one crashes. Oh yeah. So like, cause when you see like an IndyCar F one when they crash, all this shit flies off, but the driver stays contained. Yeah, you know, in in the roll cage. Yeah, of course it's a. So uh, that was kind of like their their reference material. Obviously, they they took a bunch of sounds from Indy F one yeah. race cars, and apparently uh, toothbrushes like uh, that was another sound they pulled for some of the sounds of the pod racers. Toothbrush. Like, yeah, like electric toothbrush. Hmm. <laughs> this CG uh, Jabba looks really bad. It doesn't look. Right. I feel like. It does not. It looks as good as it did in 1995. Yeah, exactly. Um, we owe you, Annie. I'll totally see. Be, like, I'll totally be boning you in a couple years. Isn't that bizarre? Like, she looks like an adult. I know. Like, like she looks like she's like early 20s. I think that's what she is. And she's supposed to be 14, I think, in the movie. Something like that. Yeah. The, the, the age but, difference is supposed to be like a, like a few years. Yeah, but she. Because how old is he supposed to be? 12 or 10? I thought he was 10 or yeah, 8. Yeah, something like that. 10? <laughs> yeah. 
But I don't know. It's just, it's tough. And I don't know. It just doesn't work. And it, it doesn't, doesn't work. It, it, it's, it's, they should have gone kind of like how with the new Spider-Man, you know, Tom Holland looks young. They should have went with someone that looks maybe a little younger than Padme. Or like uh, the Nat- yeah. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman still looks young, but she's not young enough for what they needed her to be. No, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I think we should have met Anakin at a later age. It would have been cool to do something similar to what you said. Like, we meet Anakin maybe as, as a, a young, little, like as a little boy but on then Tatooine. Just kind of, but then we like fast forward in yeah. time and, and he's... And he's there, you know, just uh, to give him more character development as like before, because like as a kid, it would be really hard for him to do to, to to turn evil, to show any tendencies of being kind of evil. No. I, yeah, you're right. Padme is supposed to be uh, 14. 14 and Anakin is supposed to be old age. So he's supposed to be nine and she's supposed to be 14. So a five year age gap is what it's and he turns 10 during the film. Um. And by the time of their sexual relationship in Attack of the Clones, it's supposed to be, yeah, ten, so he's supposed to be 19 and she's supposed to be 24. So it makes sense then. Yeah. But it's because it's they don't look, they look like he looks younger than nine and she looks older than 14. Yeah. And it she, doesn't work. She looks like like a woman in the, in the movie. She, she looks, looks, yeah. She doesn't she, look like a girl. She looks 24. Yeah. Which I think Natalie Portman probably was. Yeah, at actually, the time. I'm going I'm to Google it up. Um, if she was as young as she looked in Leon the Professional and he was that old, I think it would have worked then. Yeah, because she looked 14 at that time. Um, I think like they should have done something like that. And, and Anakin should have done something maybe quote-unquote heroic or life-saving to her. So that makes sense. She went I to think. Harvard in 1999. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, yeah, she's like wicked smart. She's fucking wicked smart, dude. Okay, so this this movie came out in 99, 98? 99. 99. So at the time of filming, it probably would have been 98. Uh, it, yeah, or 7. Probably took them a long time to so film So let's this say movie. 97. That would make her 27. I love that he just is fine with abandoning his mom. <laughs> no. Then, he, then he's like, what about her mom? Well, she's she, like, she, I'm going to wait for, for your Sith daddy to come back. Give me some of that Well, Anakin, dick. she's uh, not a main character. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Great Liam Neeson exposition. <laughs> uh, the storyline with the, her, the mom is so strange, too, right? Like it's she's very like, weird. She's, she's a slave. She has, like, uh, apparently... Just got pregnant randomly, allegedly, quote yeah. unquote. And then gets wink, bought wink, out of not. slavery and gets married to the guy who buys her. Yeah, like, how fucked up is that? Oh, yeah, I bought your mom to fuck her? Like, maybe not as crude, but. That's essentially what that guy does, though. And then the Anakin. Like, I bought her for, 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 for work and possibly sexual things, but we fell in love. Like, Any- did you, though? Anyways, uh, she ran her mouth a bit too much, and now she lives with the sand people. <laughs> like, I, you, I didn't, never- you, didn't, you didn't bother to go see her? Yeah, but it's far. And I like- went. My leg got all uh, beat up. And then, like, Un- Uncle Owen, that's because you couldn't stop eating cookies, and you got diabetes, and they had to cut off your leg. Uncle Owen's not the one who... Oh, yeah, Uncle Owen's the, their kids. Their kid. Yeah. Well, like like her, his son, but prior to her, right? Yeah. Or is that I her actual know. child? I don't know. Like they could have just made it like she had force powers, maybe you know. No, or maybe she was. A, no, maybe they made. They could her have gone so many places, and they they they, they created a. 
they I don't know. A lot of things are still wrong with these movies. Yeah. That add so many plot holes. I don't know. They they wasted her as like the mom as a character. They, they're that's the problem. If you're going to do a thing, a movie to explain other things, you shouldn't ha- have more questions by the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is kind of what happens. This big exposition scene here. Oh, the come choice, on, Anakin. We've got to leave your mom. I don't know. It would have been kind of cool like if it was like a Carrie type thing where the mom is kind of maybe a little bit insane. Mm. And, and she has she has Anakin using his powers every now and then uh for her gain oh. but because she's like a bad character sort of yeah kinda. well that's where he learns those things yeah right? and see isn't it so simple to just come up with these things right away i feel like either lucas had these plans from the get-go and i call that bullshit no. i call bullcrap on that like i think over he he might have had ideas but there's no way that in hell he planned all of this right such, like you know what i mean like but if you do that thing where like it's like she's manipulating the kid to get him to do stuff but like as a kid the kid doesn't know yeah of course like that that's, he's doing that's his bad, moral compass right and like he's trying to to get love and attention from the mom so he does these sort of evil things thinking they're they're good and, and then that like sets up his his moral compass in the wrong direction from the beginning you know and then so it just it's it sets up a complicated relationship that you know like uh like maybe like the mom character is bad and does something really really atrocious at one point where like the jedi have to apprehend her you know yeah and then that's like where anakin turns against the jedi for something and and turns more to the dark side or whatever just this, I always this, love that the drop this off. This math can't be right. I, I, I did the math wrong. What'd you do, math? Well, for? she was born in '81. Pad, uh, Natalie Portman. This scene always seems weird to me. What it just mean? happens. Like, like it just comes out of nowhere. It just comes out of nowhere. Like it. It There's just no all of a sudden. Because like, what were they reading? Like, what were they running from? They did, didn't know what the hell was happening. And all of a sudden, it's like drop down. It's like what the hell. I don't know. It just it feels like there's a missing bit. Maybe there's a deleted scene. There has to be. Yeah, I also I like know. that guy. That guy just feels cool. The uh, pilot? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, he fits. He fits within that Star Wars universe. And I don't know why. And that's the something about Star Wars. It's all these side characters that seem interesting, like that Captain Panaka or, uh, like, like remember, like, like uh, Wedge and, and oh, Dash? Oh, man, I love Wedge. And he's like this... Like, side character that's in only a few scenes, but people love him, you know? I mean, Wedge is in uh, Rogue One as well. Yeah, it's true. I love that. Yeah, so, she like, uh, Natalie Portman was born in 81. Okay. So if this was shot in 96, 97, uh, she would have been 16. Oh, really? Right? She does not look 16. No. It's like... Lucas, you kind of grabbed someone that maybe looked a little younger. Like, you, you grabbed uh, someone young, age-appropriate, fine. But she uh, looks way older. Yeah, she she doesn't look 16. No. But maybe that's just because my brain is picturing her as... Her, but then again, like, you, she doesn't she doesn't look like she's changed at all. This chair is so excessive and looks like the most uncomfortable spider leg <laughs> chair. Like, it doesn't look, like, comfortable at all. Yeah, like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... Uh, remember Wild Wild West? Yeah. 
right? The uh, I big forget spider his, thing. Yeah, but like that's what he's in, right? He's in a wheelchair that has spiders on it yeah. at, at one point. That's I guess because that producer Kenneth was Brenna. was obsessed <laughs> with spiders. Was it? Yeah, there's something. There's like a big story Kevin Smith tells. You can find it on the internet, but essentially just. Kevin Smith wrote like a draft for that Superman Lives thing. There's that whole documentary about that. But yeah. that that producer wanted a spider in it really bad. And so Kevin Smith was forced to put some weird spider in it, even though it didn't fit. But then that movie never got made. Oh, right, right, right. And okay. then and then later on That dude made Wild Wild West. And put that spider in it. But funny <laughs> enough though, there there is a uh, Superman um cartoon where there is a giant mechanical spider that attacks something at one point and kevin smith does the voice of the spider just as like a little really inside joke homage that's funny yeah. that's funny i i liked wild wild west i haven't seen it in a long time but i really enjoyed that movie it was one of those stupid movies yeah. that I, it's, I think it's one of the earliest like dvds we owned Oh really? At the time, yeah, it came in that like old case there that you like opened up on the side there with a the latch. Oh, the you know latches. what I'm talking about? Yes, those yes, types yes, of DVDs. Yes. God. Oh, latch technology. Latch. <laughs> um. So you'd remember me? I carved it out of Japur snippet. See, like, there's nothing pertaining to like a love here. It's just a kid who appreciates her. Yeah, it's more like a big brother or yeah, little brother, big sister. Right? Like, there, there doesn't feel like any sort of romantic spark here at all. To, no. and, especially since he's supposed to be nine. And then to be like he grew up in, in the in the Jedi thing and just like fell in love with her. Like, I've been thinking of you for 10 years. It's like, really? Jesus. Yeah. Like that, that, that she should not have put that big of a uh, impact on you like that, weird. not romantically. Uh I don't know. It just uh, yeah, it's, it's like weird. Lucas, why couldn't he have met someone later on, right? Like why did it have to be her? <laughs> right? Also Padme syndrome. I don't know if you're familiar with the Padme syndrome. What's that? Where you what? become in love with Natalie Portman because <laughs> Well, no, essentially Padme <laughs> syndrome, like she's badass in this movie. Okay. She just goes from like badass to pretty much like the the damsel in distress. Oh yeah, I, you know what I mean. Like she just loses all of her characterization. That is like that makes her so cool. And that this is something one. I I will say about uh, Return of the Jedi. So yeah, Episode One, uh, or no, sorry, Episode Four, New Hope. Leia, she's a fucking badass. She's blasting through the garbage chute, and she's like sassy and like. And then in Empire Strikes Back, someone got this moving thing. carpet out of my way. It's like, damn, girl. Yeah, second one again. She she is like a main character. She's a leader. She like she's in charge, right? But still, and she then, feels a little bit more watered down, a little bit, right? Like you, you can kind of feel. But she's still. Doing I didn't know shit, Terrence right? Howard was in this. Oh yeah, look at him. And but then, um, Jedi, she. She's like I know. She just becomes like a. She becomes like a. Carrie Fisher talks about it too. Like I read her book, and, and like it just doesn't make sense. And like I always felt like something was wrong about her in those in those in that film. I was like, she doesn't fit. Like it's it's just not working. Like, yeah. And then the new ones, it's like a weird mixture between the two. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't like her in the new ones. Yeah. You know what's weird about. I was watching uh, the second one. I really hate this interaction. It's terrible acting. Um, the uh, so like oh they're attacking that dreadnought ship, right? Yeah. And then uh, they they fix something. They like whatever. They're able to escape. And then Poe's like, oh, I'm gonna go attack the dreadnought ship. And then Princess Leia's all like, 
no, you you can't do that. But then all the other ships show up behind them. You know what I mean? I know. Like it's just like I don't know. We don't just, talk about uh, about episode eight. None of it. None of that scene made sense. We I, never I talk know. about episode eight, Adam. Yeah. Let, let's it's all be honest so that Leia should have probably died. I think she should have died. She and I, died. and I know I know Carrie Fisher is dead and this is nothing against Carrie Fisher. I think her character should have died where we all know if you've seen the movie should have died. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that one another time. <laughs> but uh but yeah, yeah, like uh I, I didn't notice Leia, but like I feel like Padme is even like worse. Like yeah, she no. goes even crazier like like loses everything that she gained in this one. I know, right? And like I don't know, it's just it's just bad writing again. Bad, bad writing again. Lucas did the the the, the prequels all by himself. Yeah, that's that that and that's what I that I, I think that's what I was trying to say earlier, right? Like he only technically did a New Hope, right? And then everybody else, like he had directors and writers do the other ones. Like he had a story for it, but everyone else wrote it, yeah, and directed it. And then he came back in the prequels and did almost everything, right? He wrote and directed these things himself. And you can kind of tell because they don't feel as strong. No. Like no. the writing and the dialogue as isn't well. as good. And you can tell there's a lot of plot holes. There's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that just, again, like the Padme syndrome. She just, she becomes a love interest and she just becomes softer for, for, for yeah. only reason is plot relevance, right? Like they need her to. It's just yeah. like, but that doesn't feel right. Like, that's not her character at yeah. all. Like, she's a, she used to be a freaking queen and was like trying to do everything to save her people, right? Like, and she's a badass. Yeah. And then they just kind of take everything away from her. I love that we get to see the Jedi Council and in this one. And I and love that, how that, diverse that, it is. And, and that there's Sam L. Jackson and I Penis know, right? Head. The Penis Head. Um, and non puppet Yoda. Did Apparently you, there was a puppet Yoda, eh? For the, I think this one's no, this one's CG. Is it CG? This. Now you're making me question it. No, yeah, this has to be on. CG. Yeah, it's CG. I think there was they originally supposed were supposed to have him be puppet, and they just I guess they went with a yeah. CG instead. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Um. The uh, I do love the design, of course, and I think it looks like pretty cool. And of course, it's like that. The main hub right yeah. of the universe kind of thing the uh it's like the, the rich planet in the new no spot no big spoiler but uh, in the new spider-man film did you catch when sam jackson like says that like he's like uh, he said you wouldn't know that because it's not a star wars reference thing and then he almost does like a wink at the camera does he yeah he's like i'm what? nick fury and i'm mace windu what's funny is i i i didn't really realize uh, when he said it, that I I didn't connect it to that he wasn't a Star Wars. So yeah. it's funny because in the universe, Star Wars does exist. In the universe, Big Lebowski does exist in the MCU, but characters from those are already in that universe. Yeah, Isn't that weird? Like funny. it's weird that way. It's pretty funny. Jeff and also, Bridges even even is even Star Wars right? is is in sorry uh, Lebowski, and he's in Iron Man, and right? Like it's just Sam Jackson, and there's a there's a few overlaps. Um. Okay, so is this Kira Knightley then? Come. There's I'm a fine. no. There's a there's a scene where they're actually like straight up talking. Who is it? Oh, so this is actually. I think this is her. This is actually her. I hope 
again, it doesn't seem like a romantic. Yeah, no, that's Landley Portman. No, it's it's later on. Yeah. You'll see. I don't know if she's like in always throughout or if she's just like in that right, one right, scene. Right. She she must have been seen at least once. Looks like a big mushroom. Yeah, a little bit, eh? So where, is that where you see the ETs? The ETs are in this one. Yeah. Apparently, in the junkyard, in the background, there's a uh, pod from uh, 2001. Oh, yeah? Yeah, apparently that's a thing. Um, I always found this, like, you know when you said the pod race drug on for a long time? I found uh. this po- <laughs> politics bit. Oh, yeah. again, the, the whole movie is about politics. The whole movie is about technically, like, uh, it's about Palpatine, like, doing a coup, really, to take over. Yeah. Right, um, like he's doing all of that to so that people would vote him in as chancellor. Yeah, it's basically like he took like stuff from real history, right? Like that's kind of what Hitler did in a way, right? Like he forced his way in, and then forced his way into power, and then you know, um. So yeah, I always found this weird, and especially how they do this whole thing, and um, I guess Lucas wanted to double down. On the political stuff, like if he was remaking these, uh, she always looks like she's about to cry. I know, right? Right? It's I think it's the up downer lip that has like the lipstick. It always makes her look like she's like about to cry yeah. every time. <laughs> this scene, yeah, it it, it 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 it's a very slow scene for a kids movie. Yeah, and it's a lot of like chunky. Like look at tree. her. I know. Looks like she's just about to like just lay down some tears. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. It yeah, literally, strange. like you said, like his her dog's dying. Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, it's very it's a very political. But that's the movie's all about the politics. It's a it's a political movie that has Jedi's. Yeah, like There's, I think that's the ETs down there, right? There, yeah, there's somewhere, and I like that, right? The collaboration of uh, Lucas and 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 and. And uh, Spielberg throwing things from one to the other movie. No confidence in Chantal Like the C-3PO and the R2 and the uh, yeah. engraved on the Ark of the yeah, Covenant. There's the Chewy land. The Wookiees. The Wookiee. From... Uh, there's E.T.'s down on the left. Yeah, there they are. Order! Order! It's convenient. Everyone knows English. That's the that's the one thing about the Star Wars movies, right? So, how did Palpatine know he was going to get the the vote? He planned on it, like he thought he would get the sympathy vote because of the blockade. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I'm not totally totally paying attention. It's been a while, but yeah, he he orchestrates the whole thing. So he uses Lord Sidious himself to kind of to deal with that. That look, that's a see, that's a, that's a shot Lucas should be proud of, not the freaking. Yeah. Jabba throwing the thing. It off does the... look a little like wonky in some spots, but yeah, but it looks it's a it's a nice shot. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know. This is so weird. Like, how did he not know? Oh, like how did he not know that he's like he can see through that like no problem, right? Like, it reminds me of that scene in Ghostbusters where yeah, like, he's showing the cards <laughs> and shocking that guy. <laughs> You know he got it. He's getting it right. Yeah. Just so you can get with the girl. Yeah. And Venkman is a terrible character. Yeah, it's the like, worst. Like he's he wants to sleep with his students. <laughs> Essentially, right? 
Um, I don't know. This whole scene was weird to me. Like, I never understood. How much does it cost? Everything. Yeah. What's going on? See, like, fear leads to anger, but, like, not necessarily. Uh, He's describing, like, the uh, stages of grief, maybe. (laughs) It's like Uh, he's a a kid that that doesn't want to lose his mother and, like, is that so bad? I don't know. There's, like, weird stuff with how the Jedi are trained and... They're yeah, be very, like, you know what? Well, like a lot of people are style. saying, like, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I want to be a Jedi. It's like I do, I would not want to be a Jedi. Actually, no, being a Sith Jedi is better. S- well, being a Sith, even being a Sith, I would. I, it, it, the, the the best places to be is to be a gray Jedi. Is that like you get to be a Jedi, but you get to it's, still it's have a, a wife? And- yeah, it's essentially like a Jedi that's away from the Jedi ways and is out for like he's not on a dark side. He's just he just is like he's he just powers. has the powers, right? Like. Uh, I don't know too, too much about it, but yeah, that's what they're called, like great Jedis. And essentially, like that would be the way to be because like you're not following the code of like these monks and like you can't do anything. And the whole the whole prequels is essentially it's a political. The first one's a political film, but as a whole, it essentially just tells you that the Jedi Council was wrong. Yeah. The Jedis are like are kind of dickish in the in the like that. They are their own downfall. Like that's how Lord, that's how how Sidious takes over. Is he plays on their their ways to trick them? Yeah, like that's what he does, right? Like he he knows how they are. He knows how they work. That he pretty much uses that as to his advantage to take to take advantage of them, really. Yeah, but they are their own downfall. Yeah, no, I I I think they have no one to blame but themselves for what they did. They like it, it, it. It really is. I don't know. I almost wish they they went back further in time to start to start the storyline. You, you know, for for these films, like in, instead of like just like and show like the Jedi Council, years, like, <laughs> like when it was at its like beginning and maybe yeah, that's it was like that's, a good thing. That's and another then it got thing. Down or, that's another thing. This movie like's difference is what like forty years, yeah, fifty years. Like essentially, like that is not enough time for like half the stuff that's happening. Like. For a whole like universe to change like style and stuff like everything changed within fifty years. Yeah, yeah, and I know they. I don't know. Yeah, even like the because uh, like technically the, nothing's gonna change until he's like Vader, right? Like nothing really changes until he's Vader because that's when like they lose the Jedi Council. So if anything, that's really only twenty years. Yeah, right. Like between Vader because they like she gives birth and like Luke and Leia are like twenty years old, I think, or something like that. So really the difference of time technically like where there's like a, a drastic amount of changes only 20 years that's crazy yeah i yeah it would have been better if it was like a longer shift or a slow shift into it and where anakin could have been part of it but it shouldn't have been only about him yeah you know what i mean like and that's why the first one works better cuz it's not about him completely he's a sub lot you know what i mean like he's it's a sub story it's a uh, i forget the proper word here uh like a secondary plot line yeah it's just a, it is a secondary plot line like yeah. it's not really the main line like it's just a, it's another plot line because the movie has a bunch of plot lines yeah i almost feel like this this movie could have been its own like three movie thing it, like it could have been as well but it could have also just been split and brought him as older because you could have cut out a lot of stuff too yeah 
Like, th- there's a lot that goes on. It in just this movie. it feels like Lucas didn't exactly know he he wanted to do a prequel to provide like history on like how Vader turned into Vader, but at the same time he just he wanted to to show his world building. Yeah. Right. Like, look how look how much I built this world and this political aspect and all this trade confederacy right, right. and. He you got know? bogged down in the minutia of it he all. He did. He got bogged down exactly. The, uh... Which again, it still works, but it should not have been part of a trilogy to to show Anakin yeah. turning into Vader because it's not really about that. Yeah. And if you were trying to do that to begin with, you shouldn't have made this this the way that this was. Right. I don't know. It just it felt Is this like the scene that uh, the scene that shot. Digital too. I sort of forget. Um, I forget if it's this scene. Yeah, but uh, there is like a, a a scene in this film where they they use those prototype Sony cameras that they filmed like three and four on, uh, or sorry, yeah, two and three rather on. Yeah, Just it's this test? scene. It's this scene is shot digitally, um, and then. Like the rest of the film was shot on film, and it was like because Lucas was like a big proponent of shooting films digitally, right? Because you end up having to transfer film to digital, and that's like, uh, so he he was pretty much Tommy Wiseau, (laughs) yeah, maybe in a sense, shot shot both film and digital, just not as crazy as Wiseau. I don't know, people always like say like oh i knew right away when i saw this that it was digital and not film i can't tell but i think so much is 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 digitized with the film like there is like an element of it looks like really clean but i think so much of the film is is just cgi and digital like to me it, it blends in pretty quick you know um so i don't know people are always up in arms about it i think there is stuff in in two and three that does look wonky you know Mm -hmm. and that doesn't look uh it doesn't look as good as film or as good as digital technology today looks but i don't know it's it's interesting like looking back at like because now like every movie is shot on digital unless you have a lot of money where unless you're spielberg yeah or you're chris (laughs) nolan or something like that and you can shoot on film but like everything's digital now and it's it like so it ubiquitous and, and it's so much easier and whatever. But uh, like at the time, like it was like breakthrough technology. It was only HD and uh, which is kind of crazy to think about that. Like your phone does like 4k now. Or yeah. Whatever. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's just, I find it very, very interesting, but uh, um. Robert Rodriguez went to Skywalker Ranch to see like what was going on like with the digital technology and he loved it so much he went and shot Once Upon a Time in Mexico uh, all digital which like uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico looks pretty good and after that Rodriguez went digital all the way all the way Um, so I'm pretty sure that's 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 her that's Kira that's Kira Knightley it's so hard to tell but it's Natalie Portman's voice I think but and yet she sounds like Kira Knightley. Yeah, because yeah, she's doing the British accent like Kira Knightley has. I don't know. Everything about it is just it, it's it, her, like it's well done. I like I like how they did it. That you know, it's not actually her. It is her. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. 
of it like, just magically goes in between in the forest, these, right? Like they trees. always land in the forest. You ever like they, they, it's always been like that though yeah. in any Star Wars movie. They only land like in the middle of trees. Yeah, it's just weird. I do like how the queen's plan is to basically sacrifice this <laughs> these these people while she goes and does a secret mission, right? Yeah, she wants to use the Gungans as a kind of distraction and fight for her. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was a little weird, but they needed some type of big battle scene. You are much wiser around than I am. Ever say you will become a great Jedi Knight. I am Liam Neeson. <laughs> um, it's the, it's the, this is really the beginning of Liam Neeson's action career. Right? Yeah. He was a drama, a, dra- a dramatic yeah. actor prior to this. He's in a lot of dramas. There's a nobody there. Gunga City to Dublin. Summer kind of thing, Misa thinks. Um, they were wiped out. Um, they have some other hiding spot. I feel like hiding under the ocean would be the best hiding spot. <laughs> Unless they know where you're going, I guess. Like, I know they yeah. know where you are. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. So they have this, like, hiding spot. I, I don't know. I, like, I'm, I remember reading the book as a kid because they re- released a book. But yeah, they, they describe, like, this hiding spot. Like, it is actually oh, yeah. pretty the, hard the to The novelizations find. always add extra, like, information, right? To uh, Or they'll yeah. add, like, those uh, extra... Uh, thing. Speaking of Star Wars novelizations, um, so the first no, I movie... I think that's Kira. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. That is Kira. Because then... Because, like, it, it looks so... They look so much alike. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. there she is. So I knew she was in this. And I remember arguing with someone back in high school, but I knew I was right. Yeah. But uh, Before IMDb. Before AMDB, for sure. Ooh, sadies. I love the look that they gives them. Watch the Jedi's. It's like they had a bet going. Like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon? Yeah, watch, watch their face. Told ya. <laughs> and Ewan McGregor's like, fuck. Yeah, right? This just totally the look like, damn. Like, it's like they had a bet going. <laughs> uh, so are you going to go to uh, Star Wars Land and build a lightsaber? What? You can do that? Yeah, dude. You can build a droid, too. Star Wars Land. Is it? Is that in one in Florida? Uh, it's going to be opening or- next month in Florida. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to check it out. In my I, lifetime, like, for sure. I, uh, I I saw a few videos just inside, and it looks amazing. And I just but you I just wanted, know it's gonna be full, man. It's gonna well, be that's packed. just it. Yeah. So like, my sister and I are like trying to do research right now, like when we think it'll be like the best time to go, like, like a year. Busy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like I guess like right before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, I guess the U.S. Thanksgiving is a good time to go because. Because pe- people aren't on vacation after Thanksgiving. It's too close to Christmas, so they don't... Right, right, they right, don't do right, the trip, right, so. right, 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 right. Lisa, being friends. It's such a weird, <laughs> weird thing. I love, like, subtitles blubbering. Yeah. Ugh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so uh, pertaining to novelizations, I don't know if you knew this, but um, when the first Star Wars was coming out, Lucas actually did not have all the uh the confidence that it would be successful like uh, uh 
A New Hope? Yeah, when, when New Hope was coming out, or, or I guess just Star Wars at the time, right? And uh, like Spielberg and him were kind of like, well, because like Spielberg was working on his uh, Close Encounters, and Lucas actually thought Close Encounters would actually be the one to be way more successful than Star Wars, and, right. and Spielberg was like, no, yours will be. Anyways, that's besides the point. So when they were doing the novelizations of Star Wars, the guy that wrote it, he was also given kind of uh given opportunity to do a second book um with some ideas and essentially it was it was kind of like a a cheap way to make a sequel okay. in case Star Wars wasn't successful. Oh. Yeah, so there's a whole book out there of like this possible sequel that could have happened if Star Wars wasn't successful. Did you read it? Uh no, I read kind of like a Synopsis. kind of synopsis of it and like a little comic about it but uh, essentially from what i can remember i think it was like luke and leia like crash land on this planet um but they're, they, they're romantically involved uh, yeah there's like this whole thing with between them I, I i again i don't totally remember yeah but that was like a it was a much smaller budgeted like kind of on a planet dealing with that kind of situation Weird. like isn't that crazy yeah. what we could have fenced in getting the to me like the best star wars film empire yeah like Hands that one down. is strong like you, the only reason to watch four is so you can get to five like exactly. <laughs> that's my way of thinking like 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 uh, like i wish i could introduce the star wars by just introducing it to five directly because it, it really is the strongest one to going, me and that to me that to me that's the strongest one yeah. anyways going back to what you were saying about um like lucas thought spielberg's gonna be bigger or vice versa um, I read that they all gave each other small points on each they other's did. films. They did. Yeah, I heard about that too. They, they all, and I think it's a great idea. Like, because I thought like we shouldn't live or die by box office numbers. Like, if one of us does well, the other one should benefit of that, so they can continue. Yeah. And so of course, yeah. So like they they would give each other like these notes on what they thought about it, and I think it was De Palma that came up with the crawl. Oh, maybe yeah. That, that I had heard sense. something about like some one of them actually was like that brought up like a crawl or something along those lines of providing. They kind of took that from Flash Gordon. Like there is like elements of Flash Gordon that have that. There's a yeah. There, there's still some. Where are they on? Uh, feels like it felt like a little bit like they were on. Um, uh, Dagobah. Dagobah. Yeah. This seems kind of cool. This is sort of like uh, I think uh, Ryan Coogler watched this right before he made Black Panther. Black Panther <laughs> feels a little derivative in Black Panther. Even the shield that they use. Yeah. Although, don't get me started on Black Panther. Uh, that movie's got problems. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll stick. We'll to talk Star about the, Wars. the problems of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I like the shield though. Like it's pretty, it's pretty hype, you know. Doesn't look great though, but it it, it it's cool. Like the idea of it. It looks like the uh, Windows screen, you know. I, I was about to say like Teletubbies. Oh. <laughs> I do love these ships. Like they're kind, they are pretty cool. Roger, 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 Roger. This feels very Avengers uh, Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, right? 
See, like, Padme was cool, man. Yeah, no, she's doing shit. She's yeah. fucking shit up. She's, like, trying to save her people here. She's, uh, like, start, starting a revolution. I know. I don't know. I, I, it's one thing I don't like. There they are. There they are. So I guess George Lucas described like those uh, those droids as like the first generation droids. Yeah. Of what they like, they were made, and that they they need to communicate to like the mothership to get instructions all the time. So that's why there's a slight delay in in things they do. But also, they're they're also like the reason why they brought in clones in the in later on aspect because it's. They're more efficient. They're more efficient battle. than these robots because they weren't exactly the smartest, right? Like, they're easily defeated a lot more than stormtroopers were. Yeah. I, uh, were clowns, I guess. I had a Naboo Starfighter uh, inflatable pool toy. As oh, a yeah? Kid. Yeah, it was the best. It even had a little R2 that, like, went into it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, like, a ship, I have the. Uh, the X-Wing ship with the R2 on top, like the little collector's edition. For that, a pool toy? No, not a pool toy, like an actual like toy. I still have it. I, although I, I, I'm still kind of mad that I lost a, one bit of it, and that was the... Uh, it was like the little shooting thing that you can put inside and... Cause like oh. it came with like a it came with like a handle underneath that you can open up and it like you can hold it like a gun and shoot it and it shot the thing. Oh. Yeah, this thing was cool, man. Or it still is. I still have it. I have all the pieces except for that tiny little thing. Interesting. But I got that because I remember finding it in my 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 mom's like like closet. Like I don't know if she was like it was supposed to be for me for like my birthday or Christmas and decided like I like not to give it but i was like what's this and she's like oh well you opened it i guess you can have it now <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah that thing takes a lot of batteries though oh uh, i can only imagine yeah like do you remember how much fucking batteries toys used to take back in the oh, day Oh man i know like, it's just just toys even now in general like uh i have this tiny little like mini helicopter thing again like i was like because like moving out right like i was just like grabbing and there's like those things you don't want to get rid of and you're like ah it's still like mine right like i still but like the remote control like uses like 10 freaking triple <laughs> a batteries it's I like holy say, crap like, like double d batteries and well yeah well d, the the d batteries are like you know the big 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 round ones yeah, yeah. uh my nerf gun one of the nerf gun takes like seven of those yeah. it's like holy crap gun which reminds me i should probably pounds. take them out of there because i'm sure they've leaked by now corroded oh uh, yeah <laughs> out of the fetal position bum, bum, and into military action i like that they're like compact you know for yeah i don't know for efficiency yeah out time. That's so funny. The music. I love the music in this. John Williams. Is it still Williams? I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, this feels very Black Panther-y. Yeah. It is like almost beat for beat the same. Their weapon balls are pretty sweet, though. But I feel like not as effective as they should be. As a gun? Yeah. I had one of the uh, battle droid uh, toys, like the guns. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like it would light up Those and make blasters. the, the yeah. sound and everything. It was pretty cool. That too took a lot of batteries. I mean, Star Wars toys, I will say, are, have always been cool. 
Like, I, I hope yeah. Jake Lloyd's acting in this movie is so bad. Like, I know we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> it's a kid, right? He's like, a he's kid, a kid. Like, kid, kid acting All is... All right, hands down, this lightsaber battle is one of the uh, best lightsaber it's... battles ever. I mean, that's one thing that, that I think fans were excited about is actual... But just... Oh, he's got spikes fur on his head. Oh, yeah. Uh, Halloween 2000 and Halloween 1999 were insane because every kid dressed up as Darth Maul. <laughs> I know people argue like that the staff that he uses is the most impractical weapon. Like, like it's 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 rule of cool right here. Yeah, because like it's essentially leaves him like the kill zone completely yeah. open for him. And like, but I'm like, it doesn't matter. He's a Sith Lord. He makes it work. You know, it's badass. But yeah. This like we finally got like a cool choreographed like lightsaber battle yeah. where like compare let's compare it to the original. The Not original's lightsaber battle sucked. Have All you right. seen the extended uh fan made I did. That shit is sick. And it's really well done. It's really cool though, but like it's like, man, that's so good. Yeah. It is really good. Anakin's that's a practical ship right there. Murdering droids. Like that that gun seems fake like her gun it just looks like it looks like a, a thing that you used to like like a hand whisker like I'll, an electric you know oh, what i'm talking about like yeah. all it needs and you put the adapter in there and like i was gonna say it looks like a barbecue lighter that too <laughs> that too <laughs> um but yeah this song also like one of the best star wars themes ever made i love that throws the thing to open the door Again, it's a sick Jedi battle. And I think the other thing that works really well is that Ewan McGregor, like, legit learned how to sword fight for this, you know? Yeah, but you also have to be careful because, like, I think they, 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 some of the audio, apparently, because when, when he was doing it, he, he was, was making... Going, yeah, he was... You heard about that, too? He was yeah. making the, the lightsaber sounds every time. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. <laughs> that's just great. Like, that's... Even like that scene with those purple like power beam things, mm. it's very much in Black Panther as well. Oh yeah, like when it is. Uh, Killmonger yeah, the train. and yeah, yeah, where I they're just know. waiting around. I never noticed that. I don't know if that's just like the previs, like you know they they made that and it just got passed up and Ryan Coogler okayed it all the way to the top or see uh, this feels a little like too much on the nose where it's like oh also Anakin had R2 yeah. oh it's like come on yeah like that's a little much that's one thing I hate is not everything has to be connected and that's one thing spoiler about episode eight is that she's not connected to anything I like that she doesn't yeah. have to be. She yeah. shouldn't have to be. Although I think they're going to retcon that in the new one. I, I hope think not. I hope not. She's Palpatine, maybe. Related. Oh, look at that. Lord, Lord Jar Jar fighting on right now. Boom. Yeah, I know. Confirmed. Darth, confirmed. Darth Jar Jar confirmed. Darth Jam Jar ah. Binks. Um, Classic people dying in that form. It's always that thing. Yeah. They'll say one line before dying. There are too many of them. I can't see them. I can't shake them. Yeah. They came from behind. <laughs> you did it, R2. Like, I don't know. It just it feels 
too much, too much. Like you could, he could have his own like R two unit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, is, it doesn't have to be actual like D yeah. two. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. If you're a Jedi, you understand R two language apparently. Like it, nobody writes it on the screen. All right. Yeah. Um. By the way, Anakin Skywalker here is. I know he kills some droids, but he full on kills a bunch of creatures on these ships. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, it doesn't make him evil. No, no. Oh yeah, this feels very classic. New, uh, new, uh, new hope going into the trash. Yeah, right. Right, going out the window like that. It's cool. Oh shot. damn! I always thought these like there's no way you could. It's very those, Batman. Those would one hold or two. You know how hard it'd be to hold your body weight all on on that just alone. <laughs> but again, man, Padme's doing the shit. I know. And then in the next one, she's kind of useless. I yeah. get. I think it's just bad writing. Yeah, Lucas should not have been left alone to write these. It would have been cool too if, like, Padme had force powers, and that explains why Luke and Leia are so powerful. You know what I mean? But no. Because, like, if she had some type of force power, but maybe wasn't a full-on Jedi, like, she was describing, like you were saying, like, maybe she is kind of, like, gray or whatever, like... Oh, that'd be sick, where he meets her later on, and she's just, like, some gray Jedi that maybe tells him that the Jedi maybe aren't so great. Yeah. Man, we just created, like, a way cooler story right there. Yeah. Man. Because, um, like, I mean, it would make sense, like, because, like, if it's all Vader in... In Luke, that makes him the way he is. Yeah. But if you make sense, maybe his mom Padme had like some, some good qualities, you know, and and that's the good side of him, you know. <laughs> the, these like doors, like the, what are they? They're the just... exposition doors. Yeah. Is what they're called. Like what are they for? <laughs> I think in the in the novel it's described like it's like they prevent like stuff going in and out or something. It's like, I, it's I like Galaxy know. Quest where they got to get to the, uh, the the button and it's just like full of like traps <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's just such a weird thing Qui-Gon's learning how to be a spirit right now it's just like when you play a video game and then like there's like fire that comes out and you gotta go <laughs> past the fire but, yeah. you, but then you gotta quickly duck underneath the pipe you know <laughs> means uh kneel before God <gasps> yeah exactly <laughs> like it's it makes no sense uh whatever it's just it's plot relevance, right? Yeah, it's it's like the uh, new Jurassic Park where the gas leaks in. Like, why do they put all that gas? Because they needed it for plot reasons. Yeah, it just makes no sense. <laughs> I will say, Jar Jar, for being as clumsy as he is, causes a lot of havoc and destruction. Right? Like, know? unknowingly? Mm, I don't think so. He's purposely doing it. He's a Jedi or he's a Sith. It would make sense. Like, cause like if there's more Sith in the universe, cause like really there's only one Sith right now in the universe. Two guys. Every time. Like, I know the Sith could have taken over a lot longer. Speaking of the Sith, I mean the, the Jedi pretty much genocide like, Destroyed yeah. a whole planet of the actual Siths, yeah, like the, the original Sith race. 
like a genocide, like just killed them all. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Jedi's are not the great, the greatest, okay? Yeah. They're not good people. I do like those like rolling droids. They are kind of I always hated well, like I hated them because like I like it's like, oh no. Oh right, yeah. They are kind of like simple. We hit R2. Oh. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. But like how derivative, like how often will they just repeat this one storyline of, okay, there's a spaceship and it's a space station. And then all they got to do is fly in and blow up something in the middle of the space station. <laughs> and that's or like send the- a virus. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Hi. I have got to get me one of these. <laughs> like, what are these oh, things? Shit. I mean, I will say, man, like, freaking. Maybe it's guard. Those doors are to guard about the pit that's right there. <laughs> no railings, nothing. Star Wars never had railings. No. I love like the sound no. effects too. Oh. Oh. No. Like does nothing, just stabs him. Like not even a decapitation. He's got to keep him alive so he can tell him later that he, to train the guy. Of course he does. The first sequence when when Ewan McGregor comes out in the next sequence when when he's fighting, it's just like I always just loved how awesome and violent and real that looked. You know, <laughs> I will say though, like there is no technically risk, right? Like. We know he's gonna survive. No, that's but the, I, that's the, that's I, the I know, thing. I know, I, I know totally. But there is something about it. It's just it gave you what you wanted to see with Jedi fighting, a visceral fight. Yeah, I mean, I will say one of probably the best lightsaber fights, um, other than these prequels, is from uh, Rogue One when Vader comes in. Oh man, that's pretty good. That's a that that like. It, it, it made that movie so much better. And they did that after the fact, eh? That was like a... Such a good scene. Yeah. See, I always hated how she steps when she steps up to him. This coming up. Because she steps... She step- Jesus, that door, man. That, that door, like, kills a man. Because like. she does, like, weird step. I don't know. I always hated that. Where's the step? That's coming up? No, it just happened. She I just, missed the step. I don't know. Love this. Just the way he attacks? Yeah, like, because it looks like they went for it all the way. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Like, it just looks like he's, like, he's giving, like, they're giving it all their all, like, they yeah, can, like, right? Like, it's not, and it's like one take, like, one shot, they did that thing. Oh. Yeah. You because know? I think that they, they're able to do that because, like, Ray Park can do all these things, right? Yeah. But also, you said like he's been—he was trained in. in yeah, Hugh McGregor was training. I w- the lightsaber battle in in Revenge of the Sith is pretty solid. Uh, but like compared to something like this, any of the lightsaber battles in this are just like, man, yeah. what is with 
<laughs> I think another power that Jedi have is just holding on to anything like about to fall in a pit. Like <laughs> there's it's like always un- it's like something about that. That's like uh, Uncharted, like how you can yeah, just exactly. like hold on to shit like almost seemingly indefinitely. Oh, conveniently Aww. blows up that thing. That thing will be a popping. Like, why is the main reactor there? Yeah, no, you like he was just like inside, like it's like inside the hangar. You wouldn't want to put that inside, like uh, something, you know? Like inside those like crashing door things, maybe. Because that that'd be a perfect place to put them in those doors. Yeah. Why? Because those doors would stop a freaking laser beam. Maybe. It's know. that kid that was just randomly inside. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> see, I see this, and yeah, sure, the kid may not have the, the the best acting chops, but I mean, we all know like this was written for him. Like oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like this was written. He ha- he says those things because it says it in the script. Yeah, yeah. No. Why I, are people hating on him? Like it's not his fault. I'm he's not a hating kid. on him, but yeah. He's a, I'm, I'm hating on is, the decision they made to. They see that like was like one one three eight. I think. Yeah. A little shout out, George Lucas one one three eight. Look at that. That's funny. Um, but no, what I'm saying is like, you know, like this kid was bullied and stuff. It's like, man, like, that's not fair. Even if it's a bad movie, like, that's not fair. This, like, this kid does not deserve that at all. I had a Qui-Gon Jinn uh, lightsaber too. Yeah. Just like a plastic one. Yeah. I, I actually found two of the, like the nicer lightsaber ones, like the ones that are fuller and they're actually worth like a little bit of money. Oh, nice. At Value Village. Like two different times, but like I love this scene where you're just like, oh, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> he split him in half. But don't worry, he comes back. Yeah, because like a lightsaber makes like a clean cut. Like there's no. Like, yeah, exactly. He just can't poop. He's got to poop into a bag. He's got poop in a bag. And I pooped in a bag. Promise me. You train the boy. You train the boy. I promise nothing bad will happen. You'll take care of him. <laughs> I touch your lip. He is the chosen one. I touch your lip. <laughs> <laughs> I touch your lip. <laughs> you open balance. I hate those stupid prophecies yeah, for no. one reason because it's like the prophecy isn't exactly clear. Like he will bring balance. Why? Because he will literally bring balance by bringing two Jedi to to Sith. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the balance. That he's yeah. talking about, like right, like like the the balance is because he's gonna kill all the Jedi and make it equal. Like yeah. that's not what they were thinking at all. Stupid prophecies. It's like Lord of the Rings, right? Like no here. man can kill me, but oh, because she's a woman, she can kill him. It's like that's not what the prophecy meant. <laughs> that's yeah. not what it's about. That's yeah, stupid. Stupid prophecies. I don't know. I just I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a prophecy follower because prophecies are just meant to just be like, oh, when we can do that now. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I'm not, I'm not a prophecy. Fa- I'm not a fan of any prophecy in anything because yeah. they just seem stupid. We're indebted to you. You killed my friend. Ha 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 ha. It's like, oh, because Watch he will your become here with great interest. See, you become ugly. 
So, like, uh, Palpatine, his whole plan, it didn't matter if they got the planet back or not. Like, he still became... Uh, yeah, I don't think he was really into that one, though. He was... Like, that's because of the the Asian dudes. Yeah, but I, yeah, that's, but I mean, it didn't matter to him if the planet got overrun or if it, I think his main thing was just become chancellor, right? Yeah. Like he's looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, the the non-puppet Yoda doesn't work as well. I don't and know. yet, and yet, and yet, they still have his wobbly ears, like he was a puppet. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? And I remember George saying, like in commentaries and interviews, like. He hated how the original puppet looked like a puppet uh, and whatever and how like he wanted Yoda to always be CG because he's able to control everything. Mm -hmm. But there is like a charm about like the Frank Oz like puppet and I don't know. There's something there was something about it that But the puppet still didn't look the greatest either. Um, That when they had a chance to do a puppetry again in solo, uh, not solo, uh, in the eighth one, right? It was just like, ah, but you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks too much. Do you uh, do you think the new Mandalorian series is going to be any good? I mean, John Favreau's creator of that show. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm down for that. I'm. I'm, I'm I mean, we're, we're we're about to see some more stuff. It's coming out in November. Uh, the new Star Wars Mandalorian. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, the new we're Star Wars is Christmas though, isn't it? Sure. Pretty sure. Probably is, but I'm talking about The Mandalorian is November for uh, Disney Plus, right? The whole launch with that. I'm excited for that. You know, I will say I'm excited for the Disney Plus. They're at they're 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 providing like some some cool shows part of the MCU. They're adding the Mandalorian. So it's like it's not it's not just like for kids, right? It's just like it's for like it's like, oh yeah, I'm down for that. Like John Favreau created show yeah. about like a universe and the mandalorians in there and it's just like it, i mean it's not it's not a boba fett thing either it's just i don't know it looks fun but we'll know more when that trailer drops yeah ah yes classic star wars there has to be celebratory stuff at the end and yeah. things falling and that's always a thing, right? Like fun music and people celebrating is is like a quintessential. Right at the end. It's it's actually this one has both of them, right? Like this has a uh, a couple things, right? It's it's got it's got the classic main protagonist waiting in line to maybe getting meddled or like standing, yeah. As well as like people celebrating. It's just like everything's happening at the same time. Yeah, I like uh, how their uh, their gift that they're gonna give to. Uh, that looks like the guy from, uh, was it the Mars movie? Quaid. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Like how the gift they're giving to him is like that that electricity ball you buy at like Spencer's <laughs> or one of those bad joke shops. Yeah. You know? If you touch it, it like becomes electricity. It'll put it on your finger. <laughs> Woo! Do we, know, do we know what that is? Yeah, I don't know. It's some symbol of peace, I guess. And now like... Jake Lloyd is dressed like a uh, a Padawan. Padawan now. He's got the little braid and everything. I will say though, Ewan McGregor with the beard looks way better. Man, there we go. Star Wars Episode One, written and directed by George Lucas, which hasn't been seen since 1977. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that was that movie. Did you hear the phenomenon of this film when the trailer started releasing? People would buy tickets to other films 
just to go watch that trailer. Really? Yeah, there's a bunch of like movies at the time when the trailers like whatever coming out, like their budgets or their box offices went up considerably, but people never stayed to watch the full film. They'd watch the trailers and leave. Really? Yeah, it was like a weird phenomenon because like it was before the internet, right? You couldn't watch a trailer. I mean, it and, was 1998. Yeah, but like, like, but yeah, there, I, I there get wasn't you, like video point, yeah. on the YouTube. internet, right? So that was like a big YouTube thing. Was you, had out to, yet. Yeah. you had to go or catch it on TV, you know, which it was rare to see. Like, uh, that's the other thing. Like, I don't remember the uh, the original Star Wars, like Episode One uh, trailer. Neither that, do I, really. That, like, really. I, so, like, people were so excited for it, I guess. Yeah. But then were very much disappointed in the... Uh, I think, like, the old school Star Wars fans were pretty... Pretty... Uh, I mean, we came in in the second generation, right? Yeah, we came in and watching it. this as kind of, like, the first time. Because, like, now it sort of has, like, a new life, right? Like, all the prequel memes on... Reddit and everything like that. Like people, there is a generation of of younger people that grew Ooh, up with these. Why as does that look like that? I don't know. Um, it was before the Marvel days when people stayed during the credits. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there is like. Why do the credits look like that? Yeah, no one cared about the credits. Uh, but it was before. Uh, yeah, I forget what I was saying. You made me lose my train of thought. Essentially, saying that people went to watch the trailers. Or other movies just to see yeah. the trailer for this film. Oh, no, but there is, like, a generation of of, uh, of kids that grew up with this as their main Star Wars yeah. film. So, like, they look past all the weird plotline, bad it's CG. still freaking weird, And though. it's still, like, one of those things when you watch it as a kid, it, like, resonates with you as an adult. So, I don't know. It is funny. Like, there is, like, all these different star wars um camps of, like, like the originals only, like the prequels only... Like the original originals, yeah. The un like untouched originals, like, yeah. I'm a, I'm in a camp of like I actually don't like the original original. Like the the like I, I prefer the special editions. Oh, yeah, I'm, because I'm, there's a, there's I'm a lot. I, I, like I don't know. There's just there. Yes, there's a lot of things that were added, but the stuff that that like they did like. I don't know. It doesn't look as hokey, I guess. Like they, they, yeah. they, they did fix that aspect of it. Um, that I'm fine. Like I'd prefer. Obviously, like Lucas should have stopped that 1995, but he just kept adding on. Like when the the Blu-rays came out, he added more stuff. It's like, man, like relax. I will you know? say, I, like, I, geez, I have quite enjoyed how Star Wars has gone full circle from being this niche. Like kids would make fun of you if you right? like Star Wars. At like I vi- vividly remember being made fun of for liking Star Wars, having Star Wars toys, all that. Being now, nerdy back in the day was not fun. It wasn't in. It wasn't cool. Yeah. And now it's gone full circle where it's like well, it's like the Big Bang kind of brought. The Big Bang was like a Big Bang in and of itself to bring nerdum and being cool. And now everyone's like a big fan. Now of everyone's this stuff. like, and then everyone's per- in a Marvel. They pretend and like, like they, they were into it and Star Wars or whatever. And- I don't want to be like that guy. Like I was into it before you, but I do appreciate like now it's like it's mainstream. It's pop culture. Yeah. Like everyone's aware of it. Like yeah, I don't know. You have to be under a rock to you know not have heard of star wars at this point and then mm. like now there's gonna be a theme park with it and, and all that i don't know it is kind of interesting when i described like 
people not even that much younger than me, like maybe 25, 24 and say like, no, like you got made fun of. You never told people you were into Star Wars as a kid. If you, unless you wanted to get your ass kicked, like, like yeah, there's the, I mean? yeah, I know what you're talking about, right? Like it, it wasn't cool to be nerdy and into that kind of nerd stuff, sci-fi stuff and superheroes High and reading fantasy. comics D and D stuff where nowadays like it's, or... like it's like, oh no, it's cool now to play video games and like being all that stuff. And it's just like, man, just like, a few years too late. Right? Exactly. Like I found this t-shirt at Old Navy. It's part of like their thing. Like, yeah. You right? know what I mean? Like <laughs> never and now people are wearing like Star Wars stuff or band shirts, like ironically now. Did you find that? Like people wear Iron Maiden or Guns N' Roses shirts, but they've never listened to those bands just because, what is it like? That's the uh, style. That's the, it's like people it's are like, in it. It's in now. Yeah, it's in to wear old stuff. Like it's just like the same thing of like uh, thrifting. I just right? thrifted because it was fun and cheap to find stuff there. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I can't find anything anymore because everyone's into thrifting. Macklemore right? song. Right? Like, when that thing came out, I was like, yeah, that's me. Like, I just, I, I like going, but, like, as soon as that came out, and, like, as soon as, sort like, everyone was it. just, like, into, like, buying antique stuff and, like, uh, the, like a new wave of buying, like, uh, rec vinyl records and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I, I never fit within, like, the norm of what people were doing. I just did it because that's what I like to do. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Uh, well, that's uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed uh Released by 20th Century Fox. Not yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Ooh, 1-800-PHONE-THX. That's kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah. Oh, is there an after credit thing? Oh, there's breathing. What? But you saw that, right? Yeah, weird. Weird. So at the end of the credits, it's just a subtitle, subtitle and it says breathing. something's breathing. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you uh, want to tell us your thoughts must have been on... Vader. Uh, we didn't hear maybe, it, but it must yeah, have been a Vader breathing. If you want to tell us your thoughts on uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace, you can hit us up on uh, on YouTube or Twitter or uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that, and uh, let us know what you thought of the podcast and or of that. And... Uh, We'll be back doing uh, more, um, some more Star Wars uh, related stuff probably in the future, and and I I would suggest that maybe you check out uh, the Brian Stillman uh, podcast that we did uh, a few episodes back when it talks about the toys toys of Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lost Commentary on Instagram at Raiders of the Lost Commentary and like us on Facebook. I'll be back.